Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session and the season three premiere of the Geek Explained Book Club, where I, alongside my fellow caped crusaders, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. We're here, season three, baby! We are going to be tackling... All of Grant Morrison's Batman. I've been very excited to dive into this. We have been all very excited to dive into this, and we've been getting requests. We have heard you, and here we are. Uh, season three is going to be a a DC-filled year, is really what it's going to be. Um, but more on that as we come to it. Right now, we're focusing on Grant Morrison's Batman, and I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would trust to come with me into an asylum for the criminally insane. First off, he's wearing some slick-looking heels. It's Jacob Brown. Hey! Happy Groundhog's Day! I got you, babe. <laughs> And he's the man who graduated from a coin to dice to a whole deck of playing cards. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. A perfect analogy because it is very hard for me to know when I should shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's really difficult. It's not easy, guys. There's just so many options. There's so many choices. <laughs> and I am, of course, the man running around in his mother's wedding gown. I'm Eric Azana. And I am really excited about this, guys. Uh, we got requests for this even back during season one when we were doing Invincible to do Grant Morrison's Batman. And so oh, we yeah. are here and we are starting in a very interesting place. We're not starting right at the beginning of his main DC run when he took over the Batman role. That's next week. This week is almost like a a prologue of sorts, a preliminary dipping your toe into what Grant Morrison does for Batman because they have a whole... They have a very interesting, let's say, uh, relationship with Batman. And I think they're... A lot of their ideas that we would see in the later run are kind of seated in this book. And the book that we're starting with is Batman Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. But before we get into that... It's serious. It is serious. We've uh, We've got some housekeeping to do. Because if you are aware, or even if you're not aware, this week... James Gunn and DC Films announced their slate for the upcoming DCU that they are putting together. A multimedia branching slate across film, TV, animation, video games, all of this stuff. And they are uh, they're coming out swinging with some stuff. Right here we have the full slate for what is going to be going on and... You're in for a treat, listener, because Jacob knows nothing about this. Uh, <laughs> Jacob is I, not I on no Instagram. He's not on the Twitter. So he heard nothing about this. So Jacob's going to be giving us his live reaction. Live reactions. As we go through this. This is going to um, be good. I'm very oh, excited no. about this now. Wait. Oh, no. This is going to be bad, isn't it? Oh, this is going to be terrible. So. 
so as we know, James Gunn and Peter Safran are the two Assholes. are the dynamic duo helming. <laughs> <laughs> are the really? dynamic oh. duo helming Already. this new vision of DC. Uh Malcolm's coming in hot. And so, <laughs> just fair warning. I didn't realize this was gonna make him so hot, but here we are. Ooh, um, but they are uh they're the people who are going to be helming this new vision. And so James Gunn, I actually really like that they did this. James Gunn actually released a video where he talked about each piece of the slate, why it mattered to him, why it would be interesting to watch. And I think that's so much better than just like dropping a slate on Twitter or like in a Twitter thread or like whatever that we've seen in the past. So I liked the presentation of this, but the first thing that we are going to talk about is an animated HBO max original series entitled creature commandos. Now, Oh, I don't know a whole lot (laughs) about creature commandos, but the, uh, the, Lineup goes like this. So we've got Rick Flagg Sr., uh, Nina Mazursky, Dr. Phosphorus, Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, G.I. Robot, Uh and the one that I was most excited about to see, Weasel! Weasel! He's alive! (laughs) My boy! (laughs) My boy, my darling sweet boy! So they're so just doing the Howling be... Commandos? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's Howling Commandos. It's, 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 it's it howling is Frankenstein commandos. Agents of Shade, but they're exactly. rebranding it as Creature Commandos. commandos. But it's yeah. all just Suicide Squad. It's anyway. basically just yeah. Suicide Squad with like yeah. creature anyway. feature stuff. It's a haunted Suicide um, Squad. Yeah, That's it's so good. That's exactly. so fucking funny. It, it's so <laughs> So it's going to be a six episode uh, limited series. I don't know if it's going to be multiple seasons, but right now we just have the fir- the six episodes. It's going to be animated. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's the first thing. James Malcolm. Gunn wrote all the episodes. Yep. Mal- Malcolm, we can already hear his excitement in this. I hate all of this so much. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. It's why I'm laughing. It's just Malcolm's reaction. To keep me. going. Keep going. Don't worry. I've got fire coming. Keep going. Just keep going. Uh, the, I, I think this is the Malcolm right time is to just mention like, as well. <laughs> Malcolm's just I'm, like I'm the flames, flames on the side of my face. Breathing. Heaving. <laughs> I feel like I'm on hot ones right now. Like I'm just like... <laughs> he's he's getting here he's gonna give us a gabagool here real quick you're gonna get some real gabagool don't worry Um, (laughs) it is worth mentioning here as well that uh james gunn has said that across all of the new dcu branded stuff the same actors are gonna play them in live action animation video games so it's all very interconnected yeah. Which, as a voice actor, made me very nervous. I don't imi- like initially, that. But they also mentioned that it's just going to be for the DCU stuff. So anything that's outside of the DCU stuff that still exists will have their own casts for things. So here's, my dream is still alive. Here's the thing. I will play Superman in something someday. Here's the thing with that. I have a feeling that... This all this this all is starting in the next couple of years, but I have a feeling that in maybe four or five years time, that's all there's going to be. 
I don't think there's going to be anything else. I disagree because they they already said that they're going to be branding everything that's not DCU as Elseworlds. As Elseworlds, right. And so that's going to be a brand. As far as like, I, I think animation and game wise, they're going to focus so much on tying into stuff that I don't, I don't think there's going to be much, if anything, otherwise. I don't know. I I have faith. I'm trying. I'm I'm being optimistic about this, but time will I, tell. We will just have to. See. I will say this. I'm more optimistic about this than I ever was with the Snyderverse shit. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I I really don't like any of the Snyderverse stuff, and I bowed out like on the first Suicide Squad movie, and I never wanted to watch anything else. I still haven't watched anything else than that um because it just it just All right. didn't feel right but but well but, jacob yeah, keep I that want, same energy sorry. as we go through the slate we'll see we'll see, <laughs> we'll see the, <laughs> the next one we've got is another hbo max series but it's going to be a live action series simply entitled waller so this is going to be oh. an amanda waller show uh viola wow. davis is coming back which i'm really excited hey, about happy to that's hear pretty it good. um she it's was also going to have part. some of she was she was great. She's always great. Yeah, she really uh, good. But, and it's also going to feature some of the team members from Peacemaker, which is also really cool. Okay. Um, but it's going to be set between Peacemaker season one and season two. We don't okay. know anything other than that, but we will just have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Kind of blending, kind of blending the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, and Book of Boba a little bit there. Yeah, for. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I feel like this is going to be their book of boba, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's interesting. I I do love Viola Davis. Um, I mm-hmm. wish that there was just more for her in the world. Do you know what I mean? I don't want her to be stuck oh, doing sure. Amanda Waller stuff forever. Absolutely. Um, totally agree. And I'm I'm afraid of that. Uh, but I like that performance. I think she's gotten even better with that performance. Um, I mean, she was in the first Suicide Squad movie. She was one of three things that i liked uh, and then in the new one agreed one of like five agreed. things that i liked. so like i, I think she's great <laughs> um so here's hoping that they do st- good stuff with her also hey i mean listen i can't complain about the second thing that they announced being a black led show absolutely i can't complain absolutely. about that so I, that's I that's a nice that. thing uh yeah. also listener go watch the woman king it's really good. Fuck, I I haven't yet, and I think I might really do that good. either today or tomorrow. Because really uh, I've been Would dying recommend. to watch that. Uh, and speaking of Women Kings, uh, we have another HBO Max series, also live action, entitled Paradise Lost. This is going to be a Game of Thrones-style story set on Themyscira. And oh! I'm I'm very interested in this. I'm very Ooh, interested. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, it, it's also technically a prequel it's going to take place before diana's birth so we might get young hippolyta my big hope is that we focus a lot on nubia um that's hell, we could even have like artemis there's so many characters and dealing with like the greek pantheon could be really fun yeah. um, there's a lot of potential for it which i'm really excited about that's kind it, of i i hope that it is nubia centric um if not i'm not super interested yeah, fair. I I I think that for me the most interesting stuff with Paradise Island or Themyscira is stuff surrounding Wonder Woman. Um fair. You know, and so like to have like a prequel that is pre-Wonder Woman like I I don't need that. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm like the one person on the planet who like I don't love Historia. Like I think Historia was just not for me. Um, I read two issues and I just could not get into it. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel Malcolm. Uh, I I didn't like Gotham because, you know, like dealing with. Right. It's uh, very much the same stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Before stuff before Batman, before Batman's there, you know, it's just like, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. I'm less interested in that. But hey, if it's Nubia centric, then I'll take it because I love Nubia. I fucking love Nubia. And if we have seen anything, if we've seen anything, HBO knows how to do big time like prequel series with fucking uh, House of the Dragon, which set the world on fire, both literally and figuratively. But this also just does seem very much like they want to just capture that feel of just like, I just want to have a Game of Thrones and I'm not interested in that either. I'm not interested in uh, a lot of this slate feels like them saying, Hey, let's have our version of this. Hey, let's have our version of this. And I'm really not into that. I I kind of of hate that. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, we have another HBO max series also live action. This one just simply titled lanterns. So we now know that the Green Lantern show that they have been working on for like for like eight years, years yeah. <laughs> uh, has been officially scrapped, uh-huh. and now it is going to be a terrestrial-based series starring Hal Jordan and John Stewart, and they are talking about Ooh. it being their version of True Detective. Yeah. Oh, that's very so good. In. I don't like space cops. Uh, uh, I want space. Uh, that's what I love. I'm, apparently, it's going to lead into the big overarching uh, plot that is wrapping, like that. The entire first chapter of their DC phase is going to be centered around. So, I love that's that cool. the lanterns are getting a spotlight. I'm a big Same. fan. Of that. I also love that like, they used the art from uh, Earth One to announce this. Here's so the thing these about people that. better get these people better get paid for that. Here's the thing about that. They use the art for th- this is my first art problem uh, with the with the <laughs> slate because they use the art for Green Lantern Earth One, which mm-hmm. is Hal Jordan oh. uh, with the green. And yeah. Yeah. now I haven't read Earth One Volume Two yet. Oh I have it. And I haven't it's read so it. Oh good, I, I've, been, I've just been uh, waiting. Oh so good. I've kind of just been saving it because I know I'm going to love it because I loved Earth One Volume One. Okay. Uh, now, but now I John, see what the problem is. But John Stewart. Is not green in that promo art. Correct? Correct. So they're specifically calling it lanterns. They're not calling it green lanterns. Mm -hmm. I think that that is, on one hand, I think that's fine to have that difference of Jon Stewart being yellow lantern. But on the other hand, you're taking who is arguably in this time the most known green lantern and oh, making yeah. him the yellow lantern and it's the I, black I, guy I, and you're making him the I, fear lantern i promise you in the context of the story it makes so much sense I, it's fine in the story but not for mass audience appeal like that that i have a yeah. very large problem with them toting out this tv show where the mm-hmm. yellow lantern on this show is a black guy i don't think it's going to be a yellow lantern I think no. that was used. 
specifically just because that was the art featuring him. Then why are they, they using that art him? credit? I know. I That's know. That's the fucking I problem. Agree. And I we're going to get to agree. that again yeah. real soon. But they yes. kept James Gunn, who is <laughs> who keeps talking think. in that video about how he's a big fan of this stuff. Yes. Keeps dropping the wrong things. He's making like very amateur, like I read a CBR article uh references <laughs> I went, and I the I wikipedia like it <laughs> yes. well, he, he, did, he did drop he did drop the video on twitter so it's you know he's playing to his audience like i it drives me crazy <laughs> mister <laughs> i'm the biggest fan twitter. of this stuff i love this stuff you know i love really? you know having the lanterns like and like that that and we're also, gonna get to another also, one that, that really fucking drives me crazy like, <laughs> also to play to play devil's advocate a little bit you know james gunn doing this on twitter probably wasn't uh, like a fool me once shame on me like for real you, know you what? shouldn't Fair have done point. that Jacob. i mean he should have been he should have been smarter about this you know i mean let's be real wrong. he's going back to the company from another company that got rid of him, and you know, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's full but circle. Brought him back. It's you're right. You're right. Um, that was I just really make interesting. It very clear. I just want to make it very clear: we're never using that term at all this season. And we've become full God. circle. There it is. Oh, we did it. We're not saying Yay. that. We're not saying that phrase this year. <laughs> We're not saying we have left that in 2022. We're not saying that phrase. Anyway, the next project we have is a live action movie and it is, has the potential to be DC's first big horror movie. That being Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is very own film. Uh, Right now, I believe there was a director that they were saying James Mangold. So James Mangold, James Mangold the other day tweeted a picture of Swamp Thing, and then the next morning, everyone's like, "He's he's officially in talks. He's officially confirmed for talks." So I like, wouldn't Where hate the it. Fuck is this coming from? <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. The timing yeah. is auspicious. What is he, the, it? Was just right this? after the slate, and maybe he's just excited about Swamp Thing. <laughs> When have you heard him be excited about Swamp Thing, Malcolm? When have I heard him be excited oh before in, him being hired for Indiana Jones about Indiana Jones? That's right. Oh my he god. never talked about it before he was hired. Oh my god, he's directed the ah, Indiana Jones anything. movie? <laughs> ah? when oh yeah, he's doing, he's doing the new one. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the new Which one. Which looks really and good. And he's, he's doing looks Swamp really Thing? That's awesome! Okay, alright. Oh, he did 310 to Yuma! Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he did. We're, we're we're all big fans of Three Ten to Yuma being from Arizona or something. Honestly, kind yeah, of an amazing right, yeah. Western movie. Also uh, an amazing film. But it's he a did, real good Western. Most importantly, he did the Wolverine, the best Wolverine <laughs> movie. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, one hundred percent. He no also question. did Logan, Logan, the lesser good yeah. Wolverine movie. Sure, sure. Agree to disagree. I don't know if you know this, but Logan is a Western. <laughs> I don't know. If, it is. I don't know if you're it aware. It is very much a Western. I am I very aware that it's a Western. Aware. It's, it's a little it's, bit of a secret, a little dirty secret that Logan is yeah. a Western. <laughs> all all Americans that. over here. <laughs> oh, dude. And speaking of Westerns, 
the project <gasps> that I might be the most excited for. No, no, they won't. We're getting Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, the big space <gasps> Western Supergirl True Grit in Space. I am over the fucking moon about this. What the fuck? I've That's been awesome. shouting. I've been shouting about this comic since yeah. the first issue dropped. Sure. I have been telling everyone I can about this, and I am yeah. so excited. I'm, I'm right there with so you. excited. That's I'm a really little cool. sad that it's that it's going to be a film and not like a prestige series because I think the issues feed really well into that structure. But I can't argue with it, man. Like if they're going to go straight up, like let's make this the most visually stunning film that we can. I'm all over that. I'm very excited. That's pretty cool. Uh, Malcolm, you've been coming in with heat. What do you feel? I have. So I, as I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, I read the first like two issues of it and I wasn't into it like at all. Um, uh, I I bought the volume like weeks ago because I was like I Excellent. should read this because Eric really likes this. I love and it. And friend of the podcast Dallas really likes this. <laughs> yes, he does. That's why we're friends. And so I should I should read this, and so uh, I will read it and I will get back to you. Um, please do. Yeah, Jacob, what do you feel? What do you think? What about this Supergirl thing? Yeah, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Since when is there a girl? You, you, Eric, have been talking this shit up for so long that I took a look at it and I was just like, oh my god, this is true grit. This is such a great idea. It's so good. It's a great idea. It's one of my favorite westerns too. So that's the thing. So true grit is one of my favorite westerns. It's so weird that I wasn't into the book. Like I love it. Is I I think think when you re-examine it, it, I think when you reread it, you're gonna like it. No, I I agree with Malcolm too. Is it is a little difficult to get in the beginnings of it. Of but uh, but once you get to issue three is where uh, everything kicks oh, off and starts yeah. coming together. And you're just oh. like, okay, all right. Now I'm with you all the way here. Let's get, let's go. Let's go with I, this. I, so, I yeah, bought it. So, you know, they got my money. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, next up, we have one that I know Jacob is going to be very excited about. Oh, uh, it's no. going to be another live action HBO Max series. He's the greatest hero you've never heard of. It's Booster Gold! (laughs) Booster is getting his very own series. And I am... I knew Jacob was going to love this. Listen, this is the one thing I have no no notes. (laughs) This is the one thing I have no notes on. (laughs) I'm so down. (laughs) After all this time? God damn it. Like, uh, the whole time? Like, seriously, like, I... Of all this time, we've been... I've been waiting for them to do this since, like, the the Snyderverse stuff. Like, I was wondering, like, we're never going to get to that. We're never going to get to Booster Gold. Well, he wouldn't fit in that tone. Yeah, exactly. And I think... that's I why think it James Gunn, sad. with his sensibility, like is the perfect person to helm yeah. like a project like. I guess I absolutely. do have a note. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> don't cast don't Chris Pratt. cast fucking oh. Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Chris don't Pratt cast. Uh, I was going to say, don't cast Nathan Fillion. That's what my my first thing was. Oh, he's was way too fucking old. old. He's, he's too old. old. Exactly. Too old. I would I love that, but he's, he's too old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I hope they go for. 
a young Glenn Howerton type. Do you know what I mean? Just cast Glenn Howerton. You know how Glenn Howerton yeah, should have been Star-Lord and how that would have been more interesting and there would have been more of a performance to it because he would have oh, been more like shit. comic Star-Lord? Oh, he yeah. was Jacob, do you know I about just, that? He was second and running. He, he, he would have sure. been incredible. Glenn Howerton from, yeah, from Glenn Howerton was, was, Yeah, he was he was like the second choice. What? <laughs> that would have yeah. been what? And Dennis as Star totally been different. It would have been so <laughs> different. It <laughs> would be Star Lord just going like it's the Star Lord system. It's the Star Lord system. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. Listen. It's like you exactly. I'm coming in hot. It's really in good. <laughs> so, so get a younger Glenn Holy Howerton fuck. type. Don't get Glenn Howerton because again Glenn, he's still okay. too old. Also, but get a younger yeah. Glenn Howerton type. Get a. You know what I? I, I don't know. I did hear someone like, who has for, really good comedic timing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Charlie Day. No, <laughs> just anybody. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about the guy. What if I went into the past? <laughs> I, could I do I could do it. <laughs> no, you want to see a Charlie Day and Ted Ford. With the with the chalkboard? Please. Red Hunter doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. The Time Masters don't exist. Charlie Day as Booster Gold and like Mac as Ted Kord. Like, come on, in time and space. Please. Okay, make, make it animated happen. and do that. That's better. Okay, Bill and Ted I, in time and space, basically. Yes. Yeah. That's all honestly I want. for like live action. I could see them casting like Hangman from Glenn. Maverick. Glenn, uh, not Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell Glenn is the Powell. perfect yeah. fucking Powell. choice. Perfect choice oh, for to be Booster Gold. Holy shit eating smile, the chin, like shit. He would be pretty good, actually. And they already said in this in this article, because I'm reading off of the DC website, they said they're already talking to an actor. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Glenn Powell because Glenn Powell, big breakout from last year. Big breakout for him. And I love that they defined it as it's basically the story of a superhero's imposter syndrome. And I love that shit. I'm very, Ooh, okay. very excited about that. And that means that season two could be like that really good run where he's actually great. <laughs> could be. Could where be. he's actually That's doing really important movie. shit. That'd be fun. So next up is one that I think is, th- these next three I think are very, uh, very apropos for what we're talking yes, about. Yes, they are. In the upcoming, <laughs> upcoming slate. Yes, they here. are. And you see oh, no. how I oh, no. did it. You see how I snaked through and structured this the next one i think is the biggest swing out of all of them and has the potential to be really really good it's the authority the authority are going to be making their way into the silver screen for a live action movie we're talking midnighter we're talking apollo we're talking everybody else in the authority because that's because those are the only two that people know about um <laughs> I feel like That's this could go true. one of two ways. Uh this could go one of two ways. This could either be just simply an authority story or this could lead up to a clash with another hero that we're going to be talking about in just a second here. Um I'm really into this idea. 
I'm really into this idea. I think that especially for Midnighter and Apollo, who are versions of these characters that people have been clamoring for, um, everybody talks about, oh, I want a Batman who kills where there's your there's your fucking Midnighter. There he is. Oh, and also Mm -hmm. he's gay. So fuck you. Like I, I'm, I'm excited about the potential of that. I'm excited about what they could do to take this team and make them mainstream. Cause that's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work is going to need to go into it for that. Um, Malcolm got yeah. strangely quiet while I was giving this intro. Malcolm, let me talk to you. Why would you, you do you, the you, authority you before you do the justice league? I think that's intentional. Yeah. I think yeah. that's intentional. Can I tell you Justice why? League is please, tell you why? Too hot right tell, tell, me, tell me why. Because I, I think that the authority are going to be set up as the worst case scenario. They are going to be the standard to run away from. They're going to be set up as this team that eventually their lack of morals and their lack of, you know, their lack of a line is going to be something that inspires the other heroes to be like, we don't want to be like them. We want to set up a team. We want to set up a force that stands for the opposite of what they're doing. And I think in that vein, it's, it will work well for them to, for the justice league to suddenly be this rebellious thing, this thing of like, no, we want, we don't want to like, but we want to challenge authority. We want to be our own thing you know, preaching at the gospel of truth and hope. Like, I think, I think it's incredibly smart to go that. I, I don't like the idea of the justice league being reactionary. I, I like Uh, all they are is reactionary. What what, what I mean is like the appearance of the justice league to be reactionary, to be like, Oh, here's okay. Here's something that we're, we, we need a better example than that. Uh, so we're over here being that better example than that. I, I don't love that. Um, okay. I also, okay. This is, this is a weird way to talk about this. Uh, in the 2016 film Suicide Squad, the film opens with Amanda Waller. The Oscar award-winning 2016 Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So in that movie, at the beginning, Amanda Waller is talking about how she's going to build this team to be a response to Superman. Um, mm-hmm. And that, I think the authority would fit better for that. If the authority is responding to the Justice League, I think that works better than the Justice League responding to the authority. And so I, I don't... Ah, it drives I disagree, me crazy. but I see where you're coming from. It's yeah. so weird. Also, this is very much uh, for those playing at home, playing the what is this like for across the street? <laughs> this is their version of like, well, people like the boys. Let's do our version of the boys. Yeah, That's, I was going to say that. Sucks. I was, I was going to say this is just going to be. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this sounds like uh, the just the Justice League meeting the boys like they're trying to like do that both of those combined yeah they're trying to have their version of the boys so that the Justice League can show up and punch and punch them in the face and that sucks I kind of hate that yeah I and I've I've never been a big like authority guy so like I'm hey that's the thing nobody is (laughs) 
that's why I'm okay with them being used that way. So why would you do it? (laughs) We we don't have we don't have a to prove that example. Like this is gonna this is gonna be the challenge to all those people who are like, oh, I prefer the Snyder version of those of the Justice League. It's like, okay, yeah, fuck, that's the thing. Go. This is exactly feeding like, them. Here you go. That's exactly the this problem. This is what you it's want. rewarding their and shitty I think behavior. This, <laughs> and this is going to prove them wrong. This is going to prove why they... It's like, you want those characters? Cool. But they're not going to see they're it as not, But they're not Superman. They're not Batman. And I yeah. think... I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's going to work. If that's the direction they're going with it, I think it's going to work. I don't know. I... I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Hey, every day is Christmas Eve. We'll, we'll see. see. But we'll see. I I have no faith in that. No faith. Okay, we'll find out. But something I do have a lot of faith in, something that I've been clamoring for, something that a lot of people have been clamoring for, a brand new Superman film. Superman Legacy is going to be <gasps> dropping on July 11th, 2025. We already have a release date. Oh my god! And this is well, and this has been described by James Gunn as the big launch of the new DCU. Uh-huh. This is the okay. flagship. This is the uh and this is the standard bearer. The way they're supposed to I be. Love <laughs> as they I'm should. Very mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. this. As they should. The thing the that the thing that got people losing their minds is every so far every release was released with a comic cover which i think again i think except for creature commandos was very smart because again it's like oh this project's really cool now you can go read the comics that inspire Mm -hmm. it the cover art that they used for this was all-star superman Mm -hmm. okay i I I can't articulate how much I love All Star Superman. Same. That's why I've never done an episode Same. on it, and that's why I may never do an episode. And that's on why it. I think we should do one at the end of the Batman by Graham Morrison run. Oh, I oh I don't know I, about that. I've been I, waiting to pitch you on this. I think wow. we should. I don't know about I think that. We should. I don't know about I, that. I don't know. I, you, I care too much about it. You do it, it. now, Malcolm. You do yeah. it now. I care. Yeah. I care too much no, about hey, it. I care Eric, too much. About I understand. It. It's the greatest Superman story that's ever been told. Yeah, we, we'll talk about this off air because I'm 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 all up in my feelings about this. I can't. Um, but yeah, I really like the idea of this. I'm I'm excited that this is going to be. They've already stated that it's going to be a somewhat younger Superman than the present the presentation oh, that Cavill was giving. Um, this is going oh to be God. a character who you know represents those tenets of superman the one that's fighting for justice for hope for truth and Um, this is why this is why i think that that authority stuff is going to work because superman is going to see what they are doing and he's going to say no we can be better and i am I just I'm I'm excited for another Superman film, man. I have been waiting for I'm right there with you. I love Superman I'm right there with you. I just I, I'm I'm throwing all of my eggs in this basket. I don't give a fuck. I know, yeah. I, to say onto that, I I really hope they they go the route and like give us the black su- Superman finally. Give us black Superman. Stop. <laughs> really Stop. Want. Listen. I'm, I'm gonna find curious. you. I, I think it'd be great. I will find I you. I will find him. 
listen, <laughs> I I'm right there with you guys. I love Superman. I fucking love Superman. And I really want this to be good. I do have reservations because one, the script was written by James. Gunn, of course. And I don't see his style of writing fitting Superman. Um, I'm very curious as to what cool jazzy songs he's going to put in there to make us have a fake emotional attachment. What the soundtrack's going to be? Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited. Um, it's going to be. I believe two, I can fly. I two, believe I can fly. It's time like these by Foo Fighter. I can't wait for Dave. That's what it's going to be. Lex Luthor. Foo uh, Fighters has a song called "Learn to Fly." Learn to fly. And it better I was going to say, fucking movie. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> they also have yeah. learning to walk again. <laughs> that's weird. Whoa. I know that because that's on the Thor soundtrack. Yeah. Oh man, we just found we just it, found the soundtrack for Foo this Fighters? Yeah, un- strangely yeah, able. Yeah. <laughs> learning to walk again. <laughs> I fucking love Foo Fighters. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> um no but i'm i'm very excited about superman i think it's i i think it's interesting that they're going with a younger superman uh because yes. of what we're about to talk about yes. next and that is yes. a big sticking point for me <laughs> uh, uh i i will say i am i'm excited that james gunn is writing this because re- regardless of his writing style he always comes to his projects from a from a personal point Every project he makes is personal to him in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And I think that that kind of approach to Superman hasn't been given in a while. Especially it's, when it's, it comes to his cinematic no, I, I agree. Someone who has honestly, a, if, a love and a passion I for that character. It, yeah. It, it feels like it hasn't been since like Superman Returns, honestly, since like somebody passionate enough about Superman wanted to make a Superman movie. And uh, even and, that, uh, like, and even then, yeah, a garbage but, human and being, a bad movie. Regar- but, regardless, it's not a bad, a bad movie. movie. I think it's, I think a it's a bad movie, movie with two it's, really good performances. Unfortunately, one of those performances is from anyway. a war criminal, but it's it's maybe my exactly. favorite performance also, from that person. But also, but also the film was directed <laughs> exactly. by a war criminal. So like, it it's it's yeah. a tough yeah. movie to talk about. Uh, I do I do like that uh, the he did come out and say that Superman and Lois is still going to be going on for a couple seasons. Yes, I was very yes. concerned about that. Super excited, um, about especially with all the fucking cancellations they're doing. They just canceled. They just canceled Pennyworth. And Wait a I second, cannot imagine. Pennyworth, colon, the Good. origin of Batman's butler? <laughs> exactly. Good. They canceled that, and the three people who were watching that show were very upset. I've talked to yeah. all three of them. <laughs> They're very upset. Um, I mean, they, yeah. canceled, they canceled Doom Patrol and My real. Darling Titans, which I know I'm... you're excited about them canceling Titans. But, what? But this season, this season has been awesome. So like... <laughs> It's times like these you learn to love again. <laughs> I, I, it, it, what the fuck? It is, it is a double-edged sword. I am, I'm excited to see Titans go, but it hurts my soul that they're canceling. Well, yeah, it's because Brendan Fraser's too big time. Holy now. sweet mother of pearl. It's because Brendan yeah. Fraser's too oh, big time. Shut now. up. But, shut but, up. 
But Doom Patrol and Titans do have a mid-season break that they're going through yeah. right now because they did structure the back half of those seasons to be finales, to be finales yeah. for those shows, which, which I'm is happy a about. Good for oh, okay. So, it, yeah, it, they will both have end like, Unlike fucking okay. Stargirl, mm. which I'm yeah. still They said about. the same thing about Stargirl, that's that's really also, funny. that they structured it as... Uh, to, to end with season three. But it didn't feel... I, anyway. I understand. Um... um but yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll yeah, see about Superman. Superman. I think is really yeah, and I'm hoping if anything that them using that cover from All Star Superman means they're going to infuse some of Grant Morrison's love for that character into that would be nice. That's what I'm hoping because they they love Superman. They really really listen. Do. If it has Superman <laughs> singing into an imagination machine, then uh, then I'll know that they've nailed the stupidest thing. <laughs> Hey, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, don't worry about it. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry we about it. We will get there. What the God. fuck? God. God. Best, God best that's what, what we're reading. Um, uh, please. But oh, the big, the, the last one we're going we're gonna to talk about, and the one that I think uh-huh. is the reason why we're talking uh-huh. about it here, they announced a brand new Batman movie. That is not going to be uh, the Robert Pattinson Because Batman, that is going to be Elseworlds. that one did. Yes, that's going to be Elseworlds, but that is also dropping, Millet. I believe, in October, October 2025. Yeah. So 2025 ah! is the year of the finest, baby. It's going to be great. Yeah! Anyway, this, Holy this shit, new Batman that's movie true! Is, yeah, it's going to be great. This new Holy Batman shit. movie is going to be called The Brave and the Bold and is going to be <gasps> and <laughs> Jacob... Jacob, and it's going to be featuring Batman and Robin. Yes! Are, yes! Hang on. We are getting... I'm sorry. Hang on. We are getting Batman and Damien. Damien Wayne Robin is going to be the Robin that they're okay. going with in the live action films. Right. Um, right, they said they are going to be Whatever. pulling from the Grant Morrison run, specifically Batman and Son, stuff like that. Okay. The reason that I know that Malcolm has something in his craw is because, as we've stated, all the projects have been announced with comic book covers. The comic book cover they used for this was from the Damien Robin and Dick Grayson Batman mm-hmm. run. Oh. Which gave me pause initially mm-hmm. seeing that. Because immediately I'm like, well, that's how you differentiate the that Batman. would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> you make you Dick make Grayson Batman, Batman in the DCU. <laughs> but they have mm. stated that this is going to be Batman Bruce uh-huh. Wayne. Though, specifically in this, right? Specifically in this, it says, and I'm reading the quote here, uh, this is James Gunn says, this is the introduction of the DCU's Batman. It's not Robert Pattinson. It's not Ben Affleck. We're working with Robert on the Batman part two with Matt Reeves. And we're working with Ben Affleck, who has been part of our team, trying to bring things together, blah, 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 blah. This is a story of Damian Wayne, who's Batman's actual son. Hurts me. That he didn't know existed for the first eight to ten years of his life. He was raised as a little murderer and assassin. He's my favorite Robin. It's based on the Grant Morrison comic run, which is one of my favorite Batman runs. We're putting it all together now. Saffron also said this is going to feature other members oh, the of the extended Bat family. Bat family yes. Which I'm very I excited about. I saw that about. yesterday and that chilled me off a little bit. 
He said, just because uh, just because we feel like they've been left out of the Batman stories in the theater for far too long. Yes. They've never explicitly, maybe in a different quote, they said that this is explicitly Bruce they, Wayne. So, uh, the, so specifically, I saw it on the on DC's Twitter because um, they did like little okay. press briefs for each like announced thing. And they said that it's specifically <laughs> an unconventional father-son story uh featuring but featuring so batman and his murderous son or whatever the wording was or something like that but they, but they s- never used the words bruce wayne they've never used but the, the words bruce they're wayne. Saying it's a father-son story <laughs> so what because because right. dick and right. damien that's not father-son and if they're that's, making that father-son that's another right. problem all entirely that's fair that's fair that's fair but yes, so mm-hmm. this is going to be closer to the. Uh, it to the just Tomasi, say it's the fucking Tomasi run. <laughs> if you're yeah. a goddamn comic, then just right. say it's the Tomasi run. That'd be fine. But the, okay. but, but Tomasi doesn't have love. Tomasi wrote one of my favorites. Uh, it's probably my favorite Superman runs. He doesn't have the name recognition that no, Grant Morrison does. I agree. I think that's why I agree. But still, <laughs> then just oh, don't absolutely. name any creator. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're and show imagery from the Tomasi um, and Gleason yeah. run. <laughs> and I think that's going to steer people the ro- in the wrong direction yes. a lot when they're getting into like what yeah. we can. That's exactly it. For, for the next two oh. years, three years going into this, people are going to be like, oh, yeah. what should I read? Yeah. And look at those images and then read the run we're about to read and then be like, oh, interesting. So it's going to be Dick Grayson. And then it's not going to be fucking Dick Grayson. <laughs> Though I will say, I felt very, very good about uh, about dropping this the same way. I mean, that the fact that we, we yeah, announced it geek, weeks geek ago. Stradamus. That's on the back. Geek Stradamus over here. Impressive. Like, well played. <laughs> Hats on the back for all of us. Well played. For, for a good job. All, we all we knew we, we planned we, this the whole time. The whole time. We planned this the whole time, listeners. That's what we the whole, the whole time. time. We had a whole, whole structure. Time. Yeah. And I mean, wh- when I yeah. when I was it's a funny story. When I was having coffee with I mean, James, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, theoretically uh, in my mind, uh, theoretically, uh, I had a dream once. Possibly, I may have had a dream once where I had coffee with James Gunn. Um, <laughs> You, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in this film. I'm very interested to see what they do, what elements they pull from Morrison's run, and what elements yeah. they don't. Hey, here's a question. Um, How old is fucking Batman going to be? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this shit up. Young I knew you were going to bring this shit up. How fucking old is Batman going to be? Because oh, yeah. that sounds exactly like that shit That's that fair. Snyder pulled. It's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? I don't. I don't hate the idea of Batman being around before Superman. I've never hated that idea. I don't either. But I, not fucking I've, 10 I've, years I've worth. Always... <laughs> That's yeah, fucking yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just because they just because they're saying a young Superman doesn't mean it's like year one Superman. This could still be like 30 Superman. Action, like action comics still again, Superman still was just, Cabell. He's just jumping. No. And that's not no. the listeners. No. That is not me advocating for Henry Cavill to come back. Like, please do not think that that's me saying that Henry Cavill is the best Superman. Plus Cavill's almost forty I mean, now. 
I'm out of that. Like, I like Henry Cavill a lot as an actor. I think he got a raw deal as fucking Superman. I think he could have been something good. Absolutely. He got a raw deal. 100%. I actually don't mind Man of Steel. I think that movie is probably pretty solid. Um, Same. But, you know, I... It's time for him to be gone. But what is the point of just doing this all again? Also, I have a feeling that this means that they're going to stick with the Michael Keaton Batman from the Flash movie. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's the easiest sheet to do this. And they said that the... They, I mean, they, they did say that the Flash movie, which, hey, here's a hot take for James Gunn to be coming around in that fucking video and being like, the Flash movie, which is one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. I've seen it, and it's one of the best superhero stories I've ever oh, seen. Jesus it's Christ. fantastic. Ooh, you guys are going to love it. Ooh. Like, that's a fucking hot take to come in with. Ooh. But he said that yeah, that's yeah. going to set the wave for this new DCU, and that at the end of that, mm. like, things are going to change in the DCU. Right. Um, yep. And that they're all going to come out of that. And we know that that's supposed to have Keaton yeah. Batman. So I imagine that means right. that it's going, that's the right. easiest like movie cheat is to have Keaton Batman stay. And then we're going to have Keaton Batman. And yeah. I don't like that. I don't want Keaton Batman to have I guess Damien. Could, I, I, that fucking sucks. I don't what think if, that's, I don't think that's the direction they're going. I disagree. Yeah. I, I okay. That's also, the direction they're going. I could see, I could absolutely see them doing that, but I don't. I think that's hope not. I could see them doing it because it's a really I, easy cheat. It's absolutely it's, I can it, is. it is. Absolutely, it is. But the easiest thing as well would be to just keep Cavill on, and they're well. I mean, I don't know so if you I, heard, I but to, there's no to... keeping Cavill on because they never hired him. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, uh, J- that quote James was Gunn incredible specifically said like oh we didn't fire henry cavill because we never hired him we just didn't hire him. no he, he, he didn't say we, we never hired him. him he said we just didn't hire we never him. fired him we no, just we didn't, didn't hire him, him. Which, is which is a fucking so wild fucking quote. businessy yeah. <laughs> yeah it is that's such a business that's that is what it is that is I am still very, yeah, I'm still very excited for what Business Daddy has for us in store. I think it's going to be Business a very slate. Um, and as as he said, so Jacob, I don't think we mentioned this before. Uh, this is all part of Chapter One of their like eight Gods and Monsters plan. is what it's and called. Chapter One is Gods and Monsters, and this, so this isn't is their, even uh, all of Gods one. and Monsters. Yes, this is this, this is, is half, half of their Phase One, from what yeah. he said. So I'm interested. I think it's. I really. I think uh, just real quick, when you guys were mentioning like Michael Keaton and stuff, I just um, um, I feel like also it could be like a Force Awakens kind of thing with Harrison Ford, like this that that Michael Keaton could be our like um, lead in and then die. I can I can totally see Michael Keaton's Batman dying in like what and then Dick takes over in the Flash movie, and then yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I'm into that. If that's Dick Grayson played by Joseph Gordon Lovett. Uh, no, he's too sure. Old. He's too old. Chris, Chris O'Donnell, all of a sudden back. That would be so yeah. awesome. <laughs> back from NCIS hell. That'd be that so actually... awesome. I'd <laughs> <laughs> love that for him. Seriously. But no, I'm I'm very um, excited about most of these projects. Um if nothing else, like I said, they're they're doing stuff that we haven't really seen before, stuff that you know, they're going to be giving a new take on. Um, I'm excited. 
especially about all the Superman and Supergirl woman of tomorrow stuff. I say, am, that's, that's not uh, as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, that's that's really cool. It is a bummer that a lot of stuff is getting canceled because of that, because I, I, everything I love always gets canceled. That's, that's the way that's the way I always. Uh, yeah, learn that, to that's accept, death, know? taxes and everything we love getting canceled. Those are the <laughs> only things. That Please are, don't yeah, love yeah, me. I can't handle being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Malcolm was already canceled <laughs> back in season one, remember? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so without further ado, I think we've we've gone through the DCU slate. Oh yeah, let's talk well, about our prologue. To... Remember the whole thing we're here for? Oh yeah, that's right. right. We're supposed to read a book. Or Twenty something? minutes on the clock. <laughs> listeners um you you might be thinking to yourself why did they take so long to get into this book well it's because jacob and malcolm hated this um i can't say that i loved this book but that's on me i picked this to be our first foray into grant morrison's run completely forgetting that they also did batman gothic which is a far superior story um that's my bad and i admit that's all right that's my bad i should have picked batman gothic but uh that's 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 just the way the cookie mm-hmm. crumbles sometimes. But I will say, I do have a soft spot in my heart for this book, specifically the trade that I'm holding right now, because a couple years back, specifically in 2019, I took part in a live interactive horror uh, show on the Warner Brothers Studios lot. It was called Horror Made Here, and it you know, is involved involving like different mazes and stuff based on Warner Brothers products. And one of the mazes, one of the horror mazes was Arkham Asylum, ripped straight out of the Arkham games. I got to be in it. It was an amazing experience, incredibly tiring. But at the end, I picked up from the store this copy. It was the uh, 25th anniversary edition of this book. And it has signatures from my castmates in there. We did like a little That's awesome. So I was feeling sentimental. That's, that's cool as hell. No, that's cool. I like that. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So, and until someone casts me in something that has Batman Gothic in it, this is going to be the no, first definitely. one that comes to mind. But, um, like I said, we we are going to have a conversation about this. We're going to see how long we go. Um, famously, last season we kicked off episode one with me saying that I hate Ultimate Spider Man. <laughs> so i guess turnabout is fair play here uh let's go ahead and dive into this first things first this is batman arkham asylum written by grant morrison art by dave mckean and malcolm mentioned this uh to us i believe off mic before that dave mckean's art is really what shines in this book for better or for worse and i I think that this is one of the most unique Batman stories that you can read visually. It's a very visually if stimulating you can story. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have always Not had well. problems reading this in print. I God bless digital because I could I could enhance on the panel so I could read the text because I can't read enhance enhance uh i could not read the red uh it's the joker's speech i could not read that whatsoever on a page so the first time i read this was physically and i i couldn't read it i had such a hard time reading i will say 
even this time i had to like have it up to my face like yeah. this oh like, yeah trying to read it's the Joker's so hard it's difficult it's difficult yeah. um and that i believe uh was lettered by gasper saladino um and no no i think it is an incredible Saladino. work of lettering like a very notable yes, work of yes. lettering is this book um you know who's talking every time anybody you any truly do every it's time like yes it's very everyone has you truly do it's really kind it's of cool really impressive i just my eyes cannot handle it my glasses are way too goddamn thick for that yeah like, <laughs> same <laughs> same i got, I got my little coke, bottle, coke glasses. bottle glasses i i cannot read it like, i'm the only one with I'm the only one with good vision, and even I'm having trouble seeing, like, <laughs> zooming in as close as I can and finding the right light to see hey, what I'm reading. Hey, Eric, or, hey, like, Eric, did you, did you notice uh, I fucking flex right now? Did you notice I flex? Yes. What? Yes, did you notice I, I flex? I'm the only person saying, who isn't bound oh, by a fragile piece how of glass. neighbors, I have perfect things normally. Like, what, what is that? My name's world famous guy, actor Jacob Brown. Guys, I'm 65 years old and I am literally <laughs> losing my vision right now because of this book. <laughs> He's 65 years old. He's falling apart, but the only thing that's still working perfectly is his eyes. And I, ears, I love that. My eyes are failing before me in front of this book. It's I feel you. <laughs> but yeah, so this story is a dual. Uh, a dual narrative featuring two main characters, our Batman, Bruce Wayne and Jeremiah Arkham, who is a Jeremiah was an Arkham. Um, He was a piece of shit. Actually, you know, he was trying his best, but he actually was trying his best. You're right. Guys, his name is Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, oh, Amadeus. Right. It was Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus was an Arkham. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> bam, bam. Actually, he, I, actually, I have to reiterate, he was trying his he best. He was trying his best. Mental his health best, is not yeah. something that we can mock. No, um, that is true. But yeah, so this is, as previously stated, a very uh, cerebral look at Batman, at his rogues, through the lens of Grant Morrison. And this was... This was Grant Morrison's like first big like solo like I this is my vision from beginning to end piece of Batman stuff in their work at DC. This made and them a name at DC. A name. This really? this, this got them paid money. Oh, they yes. made a shit ton of money off of this. Oh, book. yes. In 1989 I mean, when it yeah. came out, they made a shit ton of money off this book. This was one of the building blocks to them getting that JLA mm-hmm. nod. Mm-hmm. And you can see oh. why. There's a lot of really interesting ideas in the story where it's yeah. covering like ideas of mental health, ideas of identity. And Grant Morrison has it, such an interesting viewpoint and an interesting perspective on Batman and his rogues. And they know exactly how they feel about them which I think is something that you can't say about every person who's helmed Batman. They not every person who has written Batman, whether in, you know, miniseries or in their ongoing has a distinct voice. And I think Grant absolutely does. Uh-huh. Also, uh, isn't this is the first time, like we actually get 
history of Arkham Asylum, like actual definitive. I believe. Uh, I, believe I think this, this is in depth. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, this. Yeah, I think this so. is the in depth. This is what everyone goes to in terms of like, what is the history of Arkham Asylum? Is like, well, it's this uh, this doctor and like who had this house and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it's. I, I, I was going to point this out when we get to my turn to, to talk about, but I have to point out uh, if you've played the Batman Arkham Asylum game, um, when you're going mm-hmm. looking for the clues of the spirit of uh, Arkham, the about story him. that yeah. it tells is this story. Is, is this, this, this actual, story? Is, is this it's actual cool. story? Yes. I didn't realize that um, uh-huh. until I was getting yeah. like a little, a little bit more into this. It was, uh, it was very very fascinating and actually it was like oh okay so this book actually has some real prominence in batman history uh so much that they put it into the that game so it's really cool yeah essentially batman arkham asylum game is just a remastered and easier to digest version of this story yeah i and it's not too dissimilar yeah it's not too dissimilar so Batman shows up uh, outside of Arkham Asylum to find it overrun by the inmates. The inmates are running the asylum. And Commissioner Gordon, and I, I really do love the introduction of these two characters because all of their uh, all of their introduction is in black and white. Yes. It's heavy mm-hmm. shadowing, heavy uh, cross-hatching. Like, I really, really love the introduction of them where the color is coming from inside the asylum. That is my favorite scene in the whole book is Gordon and Batman talking together. I I think that Morrison doesn't get enough time writing Gordon. And I think Morrison has a great handle on Gordon. Totally agree. And that relationship between Batman and Gordon, like it, it again, uh, a perfect, a perfect remembering is that this, this comes out in 1989. This is Mm -hmm. not too far from when the first Michael Keaton Batman movie comes out. And so I think a little bit of that informs this characterization or this characterization informs a little bit of that in a way, which is really interesting as far as Batman goes. Like he feels very, Batman feels very mortal in this. Yes. Uh, Especially for, for Grant Morrison, who is the inventor of Bat God. Bat God. Uh, You know, this, this is a very mortal Batman, which I think is really interesting. And that conversation with Gordon, where he's talking about like, listen, like I'm, I'm, it's, it's not, Batman is scared. It's me. Like, I'm just a man. I'm scared to go in there. Like, (laughs) I I think it's really interesting. Yeah. And so Batman decides to go in there because Joker has hostages. uh, is threatening to kill them. And of course, he's appealing to Batman's uh, humanity. And so as Batman goes in, we see the story of Amadeus Arkham, uh, talking about his family's history of mental health issues, talking about his love for his wife and his daughter, how he was a psychiatrist and how he ran afoul of one mad dog. Mad dog was a basically a serial killer who uh, took a special interest in Amadeus Arkham following their sessions together. And the story of Amadeus Arkham is tragic as hell. Let's just talk about it because like, it's it's a it's a very interesting I think uh it it's it's an interesting direction that they decide to go with it where they they give you all the pieces, right? It's a yeah. tragic as hell story. You get the ideas of um of Amadeus truly wanting to help people and they seed at the very beginning of the story 
it's just one of his patients. He mm-hmm. sees so many of them, and Mad Dog gives him the idea to he he plants the seed in his mind to help people based on yeah. their you know their lack of mental faculties the fact of people who are suffering in the penal system due to there being no resources for them to get help for their mental health issues like it is a it's a good thing initially initially yeah and so he he thinks the criminals uh, are are not as uh, irredeemable as you think they are they are um right they have they have the their own problems that they deal with and that mentally that he can make them sound again and he believes in rehabilitation yeah absolutely exactly very free which is what we all should believe in 100 percent. yeah and so Amadeus gets the idea he's going to turn his ancestral home into a into a hospital, into a mental health facility. And he moves his wife and his daughter back to Gotham City after the passing of his mother and builds it out and retrofits it to be Arkham Asylum for the crim- mm-hmm. for the I believe it's supposed to be for the mentally unwell yeah. at first yeah. and then it's later turned into the criminally criminally insane. insane. Um yeah. But then we find out that Mad Dog has escaped custody. And later on, when Amadeus comes home one day, he finds that both his wife and his daughter have been killed by Mad Dog. Mad Dog is later caught and and thrown directly into Arkham. And there's, you know, a claim for Amadeus. Oh, how, you know, brave of him to be able to, you know, deal with this and face the man who murdered his family and try to rehabilitate him. But Amadeus isn't there for that. He treats him for six months. Then he straps him into an electric chair and he kills him. Dark. And you, it's dark. Dark. This story is incredibly dark. dark. It's really good. Uh, we are we are a long ways away from Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, quipping yes. as he beats the snot out of the Shocker. Uh, uh-huh. th- this, I, you know, I'll dark. I'll give you a forecast for this season. It's gonna get a little dark. It's it's Grant Morrison, and they know yeah. how to get dark. They know how to get down with the darkness. And so eventually, uh, Amadeus Arkham would uh, himself be committed to the insane asylum um, and would later find himself as an inmate scritching, scritching, scratching in his cell some kind of message throughout all the walls, the floor, the ceiling. And we would only come to find out what that is later on. But back in present day, um, Batman walks up to Arkham Asylum. I love, I love this page where he's walking up to the front door for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like that's iconic. There's someone else who draws Batman like this, and I can't remember who it is. Uh, It's uh, uh, no, um, oh god, 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 damn it! I, uh, Sam Keith, Sam Keith, yes, 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 Sam Keith, Uh, who draws. Batman in this very like ethereal demonic way and I really dig it I really dig it especially through the lens of this kind of story and in that same vein uh, Dave McKean draws a haunting and terrifying Joker yeah yeah this Joker is Uh, like this is this is paralysis demon Joker (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, what's really cool in the deluxe edition of this book is that there is a picture of a clay face like mask that he used to make all the collages uh uh pictures of, oh, of the joker in this in this book that was something very interesting that i found it was like, and yeah. it's exactly that shape it's just this like elongated that's face terrifying. smiling yeah, at you. and it was just like that's scary that you would have that to like make your it's really unsettling it's real yeah if i if i were dave mckean i would burn that the moment that i finished working on this. it's really unsettling uh, yeah it really is like yeah th this is this is one of the most terrifying visually one of the most terrifying jokers we've ever seen um we should uh, mention dave mckean uh is most commonly known for doing the sandman covers yes yeah um okay. so that might be why you know his art uh and this is a rare case of him doing big sequential art. Yeah, that's terrifying, right? Yeah, yeah. Jacob's showing us the the mask, there and it go. is yeah, that's, that's yeah, not, it's very yeah. unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like no it. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah, don't so, like it. <laughs> so Batman walks in. Joker immediately releases the hostages because they they didn't care about the hostages. They wanted Batman in the asylum, and the asylum is chaotic. Joker says, let the feast of fools begin. And it is, it almost feels like they're pulling this out of something like a, like a Picasso. Yeah. And every, everything is weirdly angled. There, there are medieval like paintings and twisted of and like, yes, Dante's Inferno and everything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that there are two people left from the asylum staff in the asylum. It's Dr. Ruth Adams, who is the psychotherapist, Ruthie. as well as Dr. Cavendish, who was the director of the asylum at the time. Uh -huh. um, we also, this is where we meet the Joker. This is where we meet Two-Face, where he is, uh, he's having a rough one, is Two-Face. Yeah. Uh, through through Dr. Ruth's uh, treatment. treatment plan. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Babe, uh, we we see uh, that their treatment plan involved graduating him from a a coin to a six sided die, and from there to a pack of tarot cards, giving him a multitude of options and not just the binary. However, I don't. I, it it's very clear that there is a flaw in this plan because. With that many options and the amount of time that Two-Face would take to make those decisions with the coin, with the deck of tarot cards, which is what, 25 uh, cards? Probably more? 50? 78. 78 70, options. 78? Uh, yeah, that's what it said. They say 78 options, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right. 78. And so he has too many options. Yeah now and his mind is overloaded and he's not able to make just basic decisions and it's it's kind of terrifying yeah. to be to, to think of that yeah. in in that way of like being so bound to the fact that you can you can make these many decisions i know i have run into times where i'm like oh there's too much there's too much to choose like, yeah, I'm bad with I, two I choices, so yeah. you know, I can't imagine having 70. And yeah. I mean, they illustrate this perfectly with, you know, uh, Harvey, he he peed himself. 
because yeah. you know he's trying to decide like going to the bathroom because there's so many options of like how to do that and it's such yes. a simple thing that giving him this many options has just led him to ruin. It's too late. He peed himself, you know? And I I think that's such a good illustration of why that's a bad idea. (laughs) But Dr. Ruth doesn't, she doesn't see it as that, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe speaks to the fact that not everyone should be a mental health expert. How about that? (laughs) Very interesting. But uh, yeah. So Joker throws out the challenge. He's basically like, okay, I'm going to give you an hour. We're going to play hide and seek. And if you survive the hour, we'll let you go. And so he basically tells him, we're going to give you, we're going to give you an hour to go hide. We're going to come find you. No. Yeah. So if yeah. we're going to give you an hour to hide, we're going to come find you. If you last through the night, we'll let you leave. Yeah. And so Batman leaves. They wait about five minutes. And the Joker's like, yeah, let's just no, pretend. Let's pretend. <laughs> we'll just pretend it's been an hour. <laughs> And then yeah, sends yeah. everyone after him. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it is It is a very joker. That's kind of right. really funny. Just like, oh, let's just pretend it's and, been and an I, hour. Like, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the most jokery thing I ever heard. It was just like, yeah. oh, let's just pretend it's been an hour and let's go. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> and so uh, Joker gives Batman warning for some of the inmates that are there. Uh, but it does not adequately prepare you for the people that he runs into. The first person he runs into, I have no idea who this is. Uh, he's like, I think this is Clayface. He's this, this grotesque, sickly look. No, because we see Clayface somewhere else, or we're supposed to anyway. Do we? Because um, I don't remember. Person who's who's just like remember. sick, sick, sick. He's this grotesque-looking figure. Um, and I don't, I don't know what he is. He's just, bleh. I don't like it. Hang but on. like, it's, it's, it's like a golem was like covered in slime. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's like a golem looking character. And he's very yeah. like, he, he, he his, feels like his, he's, he's a leper. He looks like he's melting. And if he likes, yeah, yeah, he's you, a leper. Then you become sick as well. I'm sure there's a Batman villain. Hang on. I'm, 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 I'm looking sure, in the script I'm right sure now. This is my copy has the script. Oh, right. My copy has. I thought this. I thought this was Clayface because of the fact that, like, it it felt like his skin was melting. So I thought this might have been him, uh, just for the fact. Oh, that's an interesting thought. That kind of, you know, like especially the leper idea. I thought that was like kind of what the way Clayface has become is just like this Mm. melting leper-looking creature, and that. um, I guess I could see that. That would be interesting. But the next person that Batman encounters is Dr. Destiny, who is wheelchair-bound. Yeah. Who everyone knows from Sandman. Everyone knows from Sandman. But not the Sandman TV show. From JLU as well. Yes! Great episode. Dr. Destiny okay, so rules. Dr. Destiny was my favorite is terrifying part of as well. Justice League. And, yeah. and Joker makes it very clear, like, hey, all he has to do is look at you once, and you will undo yourself. Yeah. And so Batman has to avoid his gaze. Uh, Dr. Destiny is looking for Clayface to push him around. But then Batman to Batman gives him the old <laughs> ultimate sinister Charles Xavier special. Hell yeah, he does. this wheelchair man Hell yeah. down a flight of stairs. This is your worst nightmare, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> stairs, <laughs> bitch. Stairs. Um, it's so good. I love that. This is a point that I want to make here because Malcolm, you actually made an 
excellent point, an excellent comparison. This is coming around out around the same time as Michael Keaton's Batman, uh-huh. which many people have pointed out is a mentally deranged version of the exactly. <laughs> I love it, but he's version, deranged. <laughs> and this version yeah. is very much of that ilk. Yeah. I think it's possible he killed Doctor Foss or Doctor Destiny. I have a pretty good feeling he yeah. killed Doctor Destiny because he Same makes here, yeah. comments later on that we'll I was going to say the very end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that it's very the much this, this Michael Keaton. Oh, killing people is okay, yeah. Batman. Uh, next up, we but, get a but quick penguins with rockets. That's up. too fucked up. <laughs> too fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we next get a little glimpse of Scarecrow, which is fucking terrifying. Don't like it. Yeah, doing his best pyramid head impression. Don't like it. Just oh God! Down Ooh. the hallway, dragging his what a uh-huh. what a reference. Ooh. It is terrifying. Very no. pyramid head. That's scary. This yeah. is this is Silent Hill slash Resident Evil meets Batman. Like, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, Batman then does run across the Mad Hatter, doing his best Ugh. caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and Mad Hatter continues to make me feel very uncomfy. Oh yeah, um, what he talks he, about here. He reference. Yep, yep, it's bad. Yep. I'm not going to repeat it's it real because bad. it's bad. Yep. It's, it's real, real bad. bad. Hey, folks, criminal. Listen, Mad Hatter, fucking child molester, fucking gross. Yeah, that's a character. Yeah, Mad Hatter. Who, a, I never probably. need, and B, will probably be in the next Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen, and it's not gonna be good. It's not. Uh, yeah. I'm still pulling for Hugo Strange. Please give us Hugo. That's Strange. the next. I've level. been seeing all I've Everyone been seeing online this week oh is make Batista Hugo Strange, and I think that's such I'm an awesome that idea. idea. <laughs> that's they so actually awesome. also. That's. So, he actually, awesome. I think, in an interview said, like, I'd love to play Lex Luthor. And I'm like, that's, that's 100% who James Gunn will cast as Lex Luthor. It's going to happen. Um, I mean, look at his look it's at his character the, in that the movie that he's doing right now with the end of the world. It's kind of Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. yeah the Shaman. Yeah, yeah, the, movie, yeah. It's interesting. That, yeah. And he absolutely yeah. crushed it in uh, Glass yes, Onion. Yes, he did. He's fantastic. Um, anyway, oh, give yeah. me a Nick Offerman as Hugo Strange. Anyway, that's all. God, that, Are you guys be... watching Last of Us? Yeah, Earth? dude, of course. Fuck, fuck me. man. No. I, fuck. I was never scared before uh, I met we you. We restarted like, Walking Jesus Dead. Oh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, Jacob, watch Last of Us. Shout out to, uh, to I know movies, I'm movies I'm gonna do it right better. now. We're we're we've been uh, uh, rewatching The Walking Dead, and I've already bailed out after the same spot where I that's bailed fair. out. So Last of Us is like, better. Okay, it's a better take on that. I know better. That's what I'm trying to convince um, the other half about. The, Hell yeah! The cry laugh that he does when he bites into the oh scary. Jesus! I, I, oh my God! Again, in a conversation on Twitter, I have made that sound exactly one time in my entire life. And hearing that sound come from someone else, I broke. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> it was such a good episode. Anyway. Such a good episode. So back to Batman. We meet one of the most unique takes on the Maxi Zeus character I've ever So is that who that yeah. is? That's who that yes, is. it it's is. It's Maxi Zeus. It's, it's Maxi I Zeus. I could not figure that yeah. out. <laughs> it's Maxi His, Zeus. He's he not so lovable. Well, well, he does say he Zeus. He says, uh, yeah. 
or Zeus Exeriophilus or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but that's in reference to Maximus. Holy Maxi shit. Zeus. I did not yeah, connect Maxi those Zeus. dots. Jesus. He's like Maxi yeah. Zeus crossed with Livewire. That's the thing. I was like, this is so like Livewire. Like, who is it? So I was like, I, I don't know. It's Electro. Like, Electro sold himself up to the the electro shock treatment yeah, machine uh, yeah he's, he's like he's, he's kind of terrifying yeah it's, it's actually he's just linked yeah. himself up and he's just like all of these characters batman is just getting glimpses of and we as the audience are just getting glimpses of until he runs across killer croc, croc baby yeah croc is terrifying yes. This is terrifying. like I remember playing through that Arkham Asylum game the first time and seeing oh. how fucking gigantic Killer uh, Croc best is. Best Killer Croc design. Yeah. Is yes, in that game. I, w- I would. I the would fucking collar, yeah. like in the yeah. chains that are like broken off, and he's a, like fucking awesome design. And the fun little orange yeah. pants. Awesome the, design. The, the, the struggle. The struggle of the elevator lifting him up and then oh opening the doors for him oh, to get out. Yeah, he can't lift bend him. over. Oh, he's so like, sick. He's like squanched down. And then when he gets out, he Terrified. like extends himself. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to fight that later. Oh my God. Oh my favorite God. part is when yeah. he's like, you know what I want? I want big booty hose and BET. That's my that's my favorite part. Uh, uh, Malcolm, that's that. That, that was, was, that was my favorite part. Though. Was, when he was, was in, like, "I'm uh, beautiful," that, that was in, bitches love that was in, me. That was in. That was in. I love. I love. That, I love that bit. Um, I love that Malcolm, bit. Malcolm, that's that was, so awesome. That, Malcolm, that was in. Uh, that was in. Remember when he's wearing like Gucci jacket? Like that was in. Uh, that was my favorite. Was, that was in the Oscar award-winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he's wearing the Gucci jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one for best makeup. <laughs> that's what that movie won for Still one for best incredible. makeup that's an academy Still award winning movie yeah academy award winning yeah. suicide squad yeah. academy award winning and yet suicide the squad. batman was snubbed um we see every time that's up for, we see that's up for best makeup and i hope it gets it because of that is yeah. it it's up for makeup it's one of the three things okay. i think it was nominated for one of two oh, or three. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would, I would like it to be nominated for sound design, and I, hope I it think it Abbott was. Oh. I think it was because the sound design in that is immaculate. It's exactly. Uh, yes, Killer Croc that. kicks the shit out of Batman and tosses him out a window, which is fun. Um, we get the classic like, but then, I love this as a as kind of an answer maybe unintentionally to the dark Knight returns moment where Batman is so victoriously like jumping in the background with the lightning. Oh. It's him just yeah, getting yeah. chucked. Yeah. Needed with the lightning in the that's background. Kind of Ill. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of sick. I love it. I love it. Uh, Batman I, climbs I his way back like in. Him re-entering still... through the, the skyline after with the, the spear. Oh yeah. That that's was sick cool. for sure. Yeah. I'm just yeah. hanging off of the building. Hey, that's a yeah. gorgeous panel. You... Him like right in front of the statue. With the spirit, like yeah, that's I a love, gorgeous panel. Yeah, I love the build up to that uh, in uh, Doc Cro- uh, Doc Croc. I almost said Doc Croc. I don't know why Doc Croc uh, in Killer Croc's eyes that uh, that you yeah. see the, the shadow of Batman coming into the the, the fucking sick. Yeah. yeah, it's real great cool. stuff. Uh, Batman steals a spear from a statue and uh, stabs this stabs this man thing. No, that's the other guy. Croc then is like, no, you're right. Sorry. Uh, Croc then goes, Uno reverse and stabs the back end of the spear into Batman. 
Uno reverse. <laughs> I was gonna say, what the fuck? Uh, this is Uno reverse. That's so fucked up. <laughs> he slaps the card down. Uh, <laughs> makes Batman draw four. And, uh, it's like oh, fuck and pick a color. Ah, fuck. <laughs> shit. Uh, Croc breaks the spear off in half and just jumps out the window to escape, which leaves Batman with a bit of spear in him. Uh, He has to pull that out of himself and continue to make his way through where he finds Dr. Cavendish holding Dr. Ruth at razor blade. Dr. Cavendish. Dr. Cavendish was the man who let the inmates run the asylum because he has found Amadeus Arkham's journal. And he is gone full on Quincy Sharp. I am the spirit of Amadeus Mm -hmm. Arkham. Um, Again, another cool thing that they pulled for those games. Lost his goddamn mind. Lost his goddamn goddamn mind. Goddamn mind. And so he believes he is here to uh, to fulfill Amadeus's destiny. I guess will his destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, wearing uh, Amadeus Arkham's mom's wedding dress, which is a little odd. Not that he's wearing it; that it's like a kimono. Yeah, wedding. Dress. It's a little unchill. I feel really, I feel really oh, yeah, culturally yeah. appropriated in it's... that. It's really unchill. Um, And he and Cavendish reveals that what Arkham etched into the walls and ceiling and floor of his cell was a binding spell to keep the back (laughs) contained so that it would not, you know, wreak havoc on the rest of the world. So basically, Amadeus Arkham was uh, Alan. Mm. He's a a wizard. Yes. He's a wizard. And, uh, it's it's weird, but um, Amadeus Arkham goes not Amadeus Arkham. Doctor Cavendish goes to try and choke the life out of Batman, where Ruth takes the razor blade that uh, that Cavendish had previously had at her throat and slits his throat. Yep. And then we get the line, the exchange that fundamentally breaks me. She goes. I didn't mean to. And he goes, he got what he deserved. What? Yeah. That's this is Keaton, straight up baby. like golden age Batman. <laughs> I was just saying, that's Michael Keaton. That's Michael Keaton right Michael there. That Keaton. is Keaton, baby. Putting the bomb in his belt with a psycho smile and then pushing him into the sewer. And then just walking away from the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. This is psycho Batman. Yeah. I mean, he does. And so. He, he continues on because he. He proceeds to give the the coin back to like Doctor Ruth and saying like, uh, "You you still have um, Two Faces coin, like you know that this." Yeah, he asked for it back. Yeah, everything. Yeah, Yeah. like what a dick! Like what a dick! You know. No, he's lost his goddamn mind. And so Batman starts. He takes some. I don't know where he found this axe, but he takes and starts taking an axe to the electrical and the plumbing. Start busting up the building. And then he arrives and throws the axe at the Joker's feet. Joker wearing some knife point stilettos the entire time through this book. Uh, yeah. There's a very thing about interesting. This, 
the thing about this Joker that I realized is just he is a little more in touch with um, his fabulousness. Uh, in, in that the terms is of, a yes. theme that runs through Grant Morrison's run. Boy, does it yeah. exist. Let me tell I, you. It seems like... Uh, it seems like he like uh, definitely. Uh, um, it 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 feels like because he keeps calling Batman sweetheart and things like that, and I was just like, wait a minute, slaps his ass at the is beginning. The, is the and yeah, and he slaps his ass. That was the thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, where he, like, grabs, he slaps his ass. He doesn't slap it. He grabs it. He yeah. like on, He grabs it. He full Ooh. on sexually assaults Batman, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> Eric was. I see what line. kind of Joker we got. <laughs> The yeah. like, did he, Which did he, like, did he sweet. like slap that ass or did he like, oh, did he grab like it? grab it? <laughs> he, palmed, he palmed it so much, his fingernails were going he, he into the crevice of man's, man's ass, ass like a basketball. Yeah. This is like, the, like seriously, this is the future that Lego Joker wanted in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. The best version, <laughs> the best version of the Joker in a cinematic uh experience setting but i yeah. i, I want to make it very clear that what joker does to batman is not okay it's no it's super not, not a, okay no he's no fictional character no, of course that's not not consent but it's but it's immediately you know setting up that power dynamic for the two of them in this narrative but it where joker is, this is the boss this... and batman isn't <laughs> i was just wondering is this yeah. what i think it is in the terms of like the fact that yeah that that joker's the top i'm kidding uh uh that Joker is <laughs> in love with Batman. Is that what this is? Is like in, in some, some sort of way? Because I, I mean, we, I we would see this like expanded that. upon in modern stuff, yeah. like most notably, I think, in the Snyder yeah. run, Snyder Pulo run. They really oh, yeah. dug in. That's that. a relationship. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, but yeah, so Joker's like, okay, you've busted up, you've survived the night, but what do we do with you? Do we kill you? And Batman goes, why don't we let Two-Face decide? And he gives him back the coin. Classic Two-Face moment. He says, if the scar side comes up, he dies here. If the clean side comes up, he goes free. He flips the coin, catches it, looks at it, and says he goes free. And so Joker just like walks Batman out like I'm walking someone to their car after they've come over for dinner like yeah he's like all right yay you know what anytime you want to come back feel free like you're welcome we'll set a plate for you and it's kind of there's always I don't a know place how to for you here <laughs> yeah it's that moment of like hey yeah we really you know royally messed you up tonight so anytime you want to come back have some laughs yeah let's do it let's get the band together <laughs> And then what I think is the coolest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is we pan away from them and pan back to Harvey and slowly move in on him, him looking at the coin and it camera pans down and the scar side came up. He wasn't beholden to the coin. He chose. chose. I fucked. Oh, it's so I fucking it. cool. And then he walks up. He's part. like, who cares for you? You're nothing but a pack of cards. And he knocks down the pyramid that he made out of the tarot uh -huh. cards. Harvey's so choice, cool. baby. Harvey's choice. Harvey's choice. Um, 
yeah, just a really, really great, great end to a very strange story. Yeah. Yes. This well, is it one, ends with one the, of the strangest it, stories. Go ahead. What, one of the things is it, it begins and ends with a quote from Lo, uh, from uh, from Lewis Carroll's Alice, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Um, that's what's mm-hmm. kind of neat. I thought was kind of cool was just like the first part is like them talking about Alice talking to the Cheshire cat about like, I don't want to go about mad people. And the cat's like, Oh, you're, we're all mad here. You're mad too. And she's like, how, why do you think I'm mad? It's like, well, you have to be to come to, to come to this place. place. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. And and then the way this ends, it's, it's just, uh, it's just another quote, but um, yeah. When we got to this point, I didn't realize this was the end. <laughs> I, I didn't. I thought that there was so much more here. And before I came up to the afterward with Karen Berger, I was just like, oh, oh, shit. Burger. That was it. Okay. <laughs> Burger. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting story. It's a it like I said, s- plants the seeds for a lot of what Grant Morrison would later on go on to expand upon in their full run. But it's I mean. It's one of the most unique Batman stories I've ever read. Uh-huh. If for nothing yeah. else than that incredible Dave McKean art that you immediately, if you see anything from this, you immediately know what story it's from. Because yep. no other Batman story looks like this. No. Nope. For better or for worse. Um, yep. So, <laughs> I almost hazard to ask, but... Uh, Final thoughts on this story, and if you did have a favorite part, what was it? Let's let's rip off this bandaid, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, I've never liked this story, uh, just because I I have such a hard time with the art. That's um, fair. I I think this is a great like contextual mood piece. Um, mm. you know, I think the art really sets it to be a mood piece. I I don't know how much of it is a full story. Do you know what I mean? And that's right. that's only just because I I can't see it. Um, I, but Hey, I love GMO. GMO is one of my favorites. So, yeah. you know, it's going to get a pass from me. Um, G-mo. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, GMO. Oh yeah. I'm going to lovingly refer to them as GMO this entire season. Um, cause I love GMO. Uh, um, favorite part. Like I said, it's that, it's that Batman and, uh, that, that Batman and Gordon conversation at the beginning, I think it's so good. And it's, because this is such a different kind of Batman than we traditionally get, it's very human Batman. Um, yeah. I love just how open and frank that conversation is uh, and that relationship is. And I, I really wish that, like I said, throughout the whole run, there's not a lot of Gordon and Batman. Um, right. Yeah. And I wish that there was more because I'd, I'd love to see this dynamic more. Uh, this is very much like, and it's a weird reference point but this is very much the teen titans go batman and gordon who are like clearly best friends and like hang out together like all yes. the time and are like very <laughs> close to being lovers like it's 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 that relationship i think it's awesome so yeah, yeah that's, awesome. that's my favorite part uh but i do love that coin bit at the end i think that fucking rules really really cool yeah. that's a that's a great subversion of expectation yeah jacob uh you know, like I'm not really that much of a big fan of Grant Morrison. I I read his action comics and I thought that was a little too out there and pretentious a little bit. 
And then when I started this, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to deal with this pretentiousness a little bit uh, for the rest of the run, am I? So getting through <laughs> it, I was okay. Uh, I was okay with their their interpretation. Uh, but um, this is this was great in terms of like a psychological uh, viewpoint of like the the history of Arkham Asylum. Uh, I love that the the lore that we get in this um, is like continuously been the default lore of this um, of this establishment. It's kind of it's great. It's very cool. Uh, I also did have trouble with the art uh, uh, in terms of like figuring out who was what and what was going on, and um, yeah, I I I loved I just loved the um, the simple story of how the asylum came to be. I was more invested in the Amadeus Arkham's um, story. Like I said, it didn't it didn't hit me until like. I saw this little trailer of like when they when um, the the Arkham Asylum trailer for the game uh, they did the yeah. they did uh, uh, video diaries of like recorded diaries of the of the Amadeus Arkham talking and it's bullet point bullet point of this book it really it, it talks the certain points even Mad Dog Hawkins is even referenced in the game to this yeah. book it's really kind of fascinating and actually kind of cool i think that's my favorite part about this book is that the connectiveness of like how this has just been like the default like um history and so much so that they yeah. put it in the video games that, yeah. that this is what we reference like everyone thinks of like what is what what happened to what what is arkham you know this is this is arkham asylum that's what this is mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's only been messed with recently um in the last few years because now there's the the uh, uh uh martha arkham of it all martha arkham which i still yeah. really dig which i really I dig i think that's fucking yeah. cool um that's cool but yeah, yeah i'm i'm with you guys on this uh also quick note uh it was in fact clayface you were right it was know. okay cool yeah, i okay. couldn't find I it in the script it. i was missing through it i found it nice. i found I, it in the scripts I want to yeah, I want to read it because I think it's fascinating. Um, where are you? Where are you? Because uh, because they talk about here it is. Uh, it says, uh, as with the other villains, Clayface is being given a slightly different portrayal than usual. He is seen here as an avatar of filth and corruption, the personification of pestilence and infection, whose impure touch carries Ooh. instant contagion. Alert readers will perceive him as aids on two legs and realize that he represents the fear of what lies beyond the curtain in the tunnel of love. If we take all the encounters oh. with villains as corresponding to various psychological states, then this one is Batman's fear of sexuality as something intrinsically unclean. Interesting. Fascinating. Very fascinating. fascinating. That is very and fascinating. And again, it speaks to Morrison's or Gimo's uh, Thank you. viewpoint, a very unique <laughs> viewpoint that they have on Batman. Uh, one that I never would have thought of in a million years no. to portray yeah. Clayface in that way. And no, but you know what? Really That's excited. hip as shit. Absolutely, and especially yeah. like in the late '80s when the AIDS uh -huh. epidemic was has happened, arguably yeah. at its height. Like it's it's a fascinating thing to put into a comic book with a character as mainstream as Batman. It's I think it's a also, fascinating choice. Go ahead. I think also it's really cool that this is probably the most deep and prolific Batman book at that time between like Batman the Killing Joke and like the ba Batman Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. All of those were very action focused and very 
very much focused on the the whole blur line of good and evil. And here, this is actually taking a psychological uh, look into like yeah. every character a little bit like especially what you just said is like in terms of like what Clayface is supposed to represent and like what i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm only what um like maximilian zeus uh like would represent in terms of being connected up to the shock therapy um uh, uh machine in terms of like he is the embodiment of a god because of the lightning that shines through him and stuff like that something like that um yeah. Who, uh, yeah. like it's it's very very fascinating and, and very deep and totally something i expect from gmo great now i'm saying thank that. you i i think we're gonna get more of it again i think my favorite part just like you said uh is honestly like all the connections that you do find with the arkham asylum games and the two-face moment at the end is just it's perfect the journey of two-face really from the good. beginning of the story to the end it's fantastic it's really, it's really good, good stuff. Um, yeah. But that does it for uh, for this book. But before we talk about next week, uh, we got some emails, which means, Malcolm, what time is it? Mail, 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 it's on the mail time. Mail, 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 mail time is the mail, the mail is the mail time. That's all I got. If you would like to be part of the Geeksplained Book Club mailbag, send emails to geeksplained at gmail.com and put Bat Club mailbag into the subject header and we will read it here on the Friday show. So we're getting shirts to say Bat Club, right? Bat Club. Bat club. Bat club. It's uh, just it's happening. It's just a bat, like a baseball bat on, uh, yeah. on the shirt. That's all it is. <laughs> That's honestly just a picture of Grant Morrison with a baseball bat. Oh, and just bat club. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, Eric, Eric, in Zurin R colors. Fuck. Oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Ah. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm oh, Oh, and shit. now we know what and now we know what gif Eric is going to give us at the end of this run. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might already have an idea of what our gifts are for the end of the year actually. I have something oh. in the works. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's see. But our first email oh, comes no. from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Goodhart. Right. Hey, Nate. Jacob Goodhart. Uh, he writes Dear Geek Explained Podcast, bitter irony that the only part of Grant Morrison's run, Batman run, that I didn't collect digitally on sale was Arkham Asylum. <laughs> though, <laughs> though, in my defense, I thought you guys would first cover Batman Gothic. Yes, I know, I know. As it's Grant's first Batman story <laughs> set in the Legends of the Dark Knight series, That's which so are funny. all flashback stories to earlier Batman adventures. But regardless, we're here, and this is a dope book regardless. I have to admit, I know most of Jeremiah Arkham's story already from the first Arkham Batman game. See, he's not the only person who, th- who said Jeremiah Arkham. Jeremiah uh, but used to be Jeremiah. Arkham! But as usual, the original material is better. I'm curious to see what's next, and I hope that I can start going through this again with you since the first time I read this Batman run, it was kind of weird for me, and I felt like I was just missing something. (laughs) Speaking of comics, after finally getting fed up with Spider-Man comics and all the dumb stuff going on there, when All Out Avengers gives Spider-Man more respect by having him outplay the mightiest heroes and beat them and the villain, you know there's something wrong, and it's not just Greg Land's art. Solid 
two-hander balanced insults. Whoa, uh, Jacob, good art. <laughs> he doesn't very publicly he doesn't like this. He doesn't like this current Spider-Man run, and we have disagreed on that before. Whoa! Totally okay. I know, but coming in with a real hot fire saying that all out Avengers is more respectful is wild. <laughs> I mean, he did take the time to dunk on Greg Land's art, though, which is always appreciated. I like Greg Land. Uh <laughs> Hey, I, lo- I love being able to trace too. Uh, I decided that if I want to see a happily married superhero, then the Flash is the way to go. But I didn't want to just hop into the latest run. I decided to start at the beginning of Mark Wade's epic Flash. Hey, mostly- yes, great place to start. I mostly know Flash from the CW series and the Justice League cartoon, but honestly, the TV show kind of lost something when they gave Flash a whole support team to do things that Barry did all by himself in the books. Uh I feel like by doing that, you take something away from a character. But after reading a bunch of Wade's work, hearing good things, and deciding that I was kind of sick of Barry since someone at DC thought he was the best Flash ever, I decided to give my man Wally a shot. And I'm already a fan of Wally. The episode of Young Justice that's centered around him racing from one side of the U.S. to the other to save a life is my favorite episode of season one. Great episode. Great episode. And with the year one story born to run that chronicles his first year as Kid Flash, I felt a real connection to this kid from the middle of nowhere getting superpowers that his idol had. Also, great story. Great story. Honestly, when they reboot the DC movies, I'd like to see this be adapted and then just push Barry off to the side considering actor things. This kind of leads me to my question of the week. I always like speedster characters. The idea of being able to move so fast that seconds can stretch into minutes if you want is such a fun idea. Not to mention being able to spring to work faster than you could drive and being able to get work done in the blink of an eye without worrying for time would be a dream for me. However, whenever I hear about the Flash, I remember this one comment. Flash is a poor man's Superman because he can only do one thing Superman can do. Now, obviously, it's a good-natured joke, but it got me thinking. Do you think that by giving a hero less power, they become more interesting? For example, Spidey is far more powerful and capable than most street-level heroes, so him facing the Kingpin isn't much of a threat. However, if Daredevil, someone who has only heightened senses, fights Kingpin, it becomes a much more intense confrontation. That's not to say that one is better than the other, but you don't need to raise the stakes as high for a hero who has less powers than one who has more power. Happy February, everyone. Jacob Goodhart. So, a couple things. Um, yeah, Wally West in the comics is currently living the life that Peter Parker only dreams he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's interesting <laughs> to me that um, that that argument is still being said because I have heard that before that Flash only has one of Superman's powers, and yeah, we same here. I can talk about the virtue of Superman all day, but I think yeah. a, what really gets to me is that the quality of the story isn't dependent upon what the character can do more as what the character can experience. And it is easier for more street level, less powerful characters to experience more to be put through more just because they are not as quote unquote powerful as more high powered characters. But I do think that there's an argument to be made that you can tell compelling stories regardless of the power set. Um, Though I will say that I always enjoy Daredevil fighting Kingpin more than I enjoy Spider-Man fighting Kingpin, except specifically for Ultimate Spider-Man. Hey. So, uh, what do you? How do you guys feel yeah. about that? Yeah, uh, I I actually do like. So you sure? No, go ahead. I want you to go in hot. Please get in. No, hot. I I was not going in hot. I was still figuring out what I'm saying. <laughs> so you go. You go first. I'm I'm still figuring it out. I I really like the idea. I I believe in 
uh, less is more a lot of times in terms of storytelling. And mm. like, it's really interesting to see, like, I, I agree. I would, I was one of those people who would say, I don't really like the flash because the flash is just one power and that's it just running around. And that's, and what do you do with that? And, um, but there's more to that. There's there. What's great about the fact that uh, he has one power is just like, or any other character, if you just depower uh, a certain character to just one thing that they have, um, it does create more opportunities. It creates more um, drama and everything like that. Um, uh, because like, what do you do with that one specific power? How does it affect? What is the chain reaction of using that effect? Um, it's, it's, it's very cool to me. I, I, uh, I think about that scenario all the time. And that's what a lot of like, um, uh, independent comics do like in terms of like the Cape, what if you had a magical Cape yeah. that can do all, can make you fly and do the, all these things? Like, what do you do with that? Um, <clears throat> It's uh, I I think it I think it's very interesting. I think it's very I I kind of like that. I um, I think there needs to be more kind of that kind of idea sometimes. You know, um, uh, right now in our D and D campaign, campaign, one of our characters has lost his powers and has to figure out how to do that again. And then we're just I'm just vividly excited to see how that will work out and how we we will progress in terms of storytelling uh, with this uh, handicap. You know. Um, and that's the thing. You, 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 it's not so much of a handicap, but just more of just like a, 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 a more vehicle to I'm turning into uh, I just realized I'm turning into like uh, Jeff Goldblum here. Uh, uh, but the thing that's real great about here is that the chaos, you see, and that's that's the chaos. Uh, theory. Uh, that's what that uh, is. Away. <laughs> <laughs> must go faster. Must go faster. But yeah, that's 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 it. Yeah, exactly. It must go faster with this, with Flash, basically. But yeah, no, that's, that's basically what I love about the idea of something like that. I totally agree with Jacob. Malcolm, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm actually pretty... I think Jacob just eloquently handled that. I'm pretty much in the same camp. Um, I, I, I love just making something more out of the basic. I think that's super cool. Uh, you take Fair character movement. who can run fast, and then there's just a plethora of cool ass shit that you could do with that. And I think that's mm. that's that's a credit to the writing and a credit to the talent behind uh, the character. You know, as far as like, hey, let's let's blow that up. Um, that said, I the thing I'm having the hardest time in my mind right now with is who do I like fighting Kingpin more, Daredevil, Spider Man? <laughs> I'm having a really hard time with that because I. It's, it's I really it's like sure. both because I see both as street level heroes. Right. So I think absolutely. that's the thing. I think that both are street level, even though Spider-Man yeah. is on a you know higher cap, I think he's top yeah. level street level and sure. Daredevil is mid-level street level, you know, Fair. and then you have, I, I don't know, like, I don't know who for, I would consider me, bottom level street level, like <laughs> Luke Cage. I mean, no, Luke Cage. I mean, is for me, it would be like, like he's mid level. Yeah. <laughs> At least <laughs> for me, it would be like the Punisher because that 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 battle would be over okay. in an instant. Like it actually, would be like that's a really good, and just done. That's a really good, uh, a really <laughs> good have point. Any kind of like superpowers. Or yeah, right. he's just a yeah. guy. He's just yeah. a little guy. That's my favorite thing. Whenever he yeah. runs up against another hero and they immediately kick the shit out of him because he's just. A guy. I love it. I love it. That's why I love. If you all haven't read Remender's run on yeah. Punisher. Uh, it's from the Dark Reign era, and it's just Punisher just going up against like supervillains and shit, and that's super fun because he's just a guy. 
He's just I a little know. guy. He's just a guy. Yeah. And he's, he's like fighting the century. And it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're like, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, seriously? The Punisher versus the century? That's fucked up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So our next uh, <laughs> our next email comes from good brother Adam Stringfellow. Hey Adam, hey Stringfellow. Adam, uh, he writes, "What up? What up, Enforcers? I love it. Love it. I love it. Love to hear it. Uh, so good. <laughs> hope y'all are doing well. And just a quick mental check in. How are the three of y'all doing? How's the new year treating y'all so far? Jacob, mental health check. Uh, it's actually a lot better. We're we're uh, things are trucking along and. Uh, work's been good uh this starting back up again has been my favorite thing that i've been looking forward to uh new possibilities and stuff yes to new possibilities hell yeah malcolm mental check uh this week was a little rougher at the beginning uh some fun stuff going on but i'm okay i'm okay i think i've i think i've gotten past it i'm less heated uh i know i came in real hot at the beginning of this episode yeah uh but uh i'm i'm a little more sh- calm down i'm ready to get some food like i'm i'm good i'm good i'm okay yeah okay. eric how about you yeah uh, i had i had a very bad mental health day this week yeah. it was uh it was it was Aww. not great it was several different things happening like on the very same day which was not fun but uh, no, I'm better. Nervous. I'm better now. And people who did check in and gave me some really nice words was was very helpful on that day. And I really appreciate everybody who did that. It means a lot. Um, but I am doing much better. Thank you very much, Adam, for checking in. Yeah, really thanks, Adam. How are you, Adam? Hope you're doing yeah, well. Hope you're all right. Hope you're doing well. We love uh, you, Adam. He writes, First off, I, I want to say love. I'm excited to all the love. First off, I want to say I'm excited to start this journey of Grant Morrison's Batman saga with the three of y'all going forward. But if I'm honest, I've always struggled with Grant Morrison's direction of Batman. So my question this week for the three of y'all, especially Malcolm, always oh, throwing down the challenge. Okay. Right? What makes Grant Morrison's Batman so interesting? I know they tend to write their Batman as a sort of godlike being able to deduce everything and come up with any plan either far ahead of time or right on the fly. But I've never liked that version of Batman. My preferred version has always been the DCAU or Arkhamverse version, where he's treated as a flawed, vulnerable, but still heroic individual. When I want to get invested in Batman, I don't want to read a story of a man that can't be broken. I want to read a story of a man that can be easily broken, but refuses to be. So how do you think I can get behind Grant Morrison's Batman going forward? I would love to hear y'all's thoughts and opinions and suggestions on this matter, and I look forward to listening to y'all's adventure with this Batman saga. Take care, and we'll talk to y'all soon. All the best, and much more, Adam. So I'm going to go to Malcolm first because he threw down the challenge for you specifically. Okay. Here's my thing. Graham Morrison created, Gmo created, created Bat God. Uh, yes. The idea that Batman is basically God level. Even though Batman is just a man, Batman is God level. I think that Gmo is the only person who should ever write Batman like that. And that has not been the case. And I think that that ruins the effect a little bit. But... I love, <laughs> I'm in the same camp. I don't love the idea <laughs> of Batman being able to solve everything and being able to figure out everything unless Gmo writes it, because that's when it's really ridiculous situations. I, I also love the idea it's of a Batman who is just a man who, uh, He's just a guy. Who's just who's just a guy, just a little guy, <laughs> just a little guy. who <laughs> has to overcome stuff. But I love that Gmo writes him as a guy who has to overcome stuff and has already thought about how to overcome not only that, but 15 other things tied to it. 
I love it. A person who creates a I no, I don't want to say that. Never mind. I was going to say a specific thing, but it's a spoiler, and I don't want to spoil it for Jacob. Yeah, no spoiler. No spoiler. No I I love Graham. I uh, I love Graham Morrison's idea that everything in Batman's history, uh, as far as comics, has all happened and has all mattered, and that everything everything is continuity. I think it's such yeah. a beautiful and graceful idea. And I think that they're the only person who really execute that idea. Well, um, a lot of people, when they try to bring in things that are really weird, silver age things, you know, or golden age concepts, like it, they don't always work very well. Um, and I think that Gmo executes it perfectly every time. Uh, Zurin R is a perfect example. Uh, yes. Holy shit. Which we will, which get we to. will get to, uh, Though I will say, mo- modern modern Batman. Uh, shout out to the Zdarsky shout out to the Zdarsky run, great, which just did great Zuranar excellent Zuranar shit, like excellent Zuranar shit. Great stuff. Uh, that is so, very based off of this as well. So yeah. So Malcolm, so Jacob, what, like, what's your so what your opinion is is that like um, the way uh, Gmo writes Batman is pretty much like uh, it's like Sir Arthur Coyle. Uh, uh, writing Arthur Conan uh, Doyle, Doyle right? He just has the, yes, his, he, mm-hmm. and like Abigail Christie, you know, writing any murder mystery. Yes. it's just like it's all these clues, but but the, then fair. the detectives are like, it's nothing like that. Yes. It's actually this, and <laughs> you're just like, what? That the is fuck? Ex- that is exactly yeah. it. That is exactly. I, I like that's that. a perfect analogy. That that's exactly Doctor it. Who shit. That's some Doctor Who shit, man, right there. That's that's what it. So Batman knows, is just Doctor Who. Knows Batman that's is just Doctor Who. Jacob, I okay. kid you not. Right. Wait until we get to Return of Bruce Wayne. Ah. Holy shit. Are you going to so love funny. that story? You're going to fucking That's love it, dude. So funny. <laughs> it's just, just Doctor I just was like, for for the listeners, I've never read any of this. So the, the, the fact that like, I've never read any Batman by like Grant Morrison. The only closest thing has been like Dick Grayson as Batman. And, and that's, yeah. and that's as far as, and just from that, for uh, and this is to like Stringfellow, yeah. Uh, uh, just I the only thing I read was like the first two volumes, I think, of Batman and Robin with uh, Dick Grayson as Batman and, and Damon Wayne as, mm-hmm. uh, as Robin. That oh, was just fantastic. On the fact you only read the first two volumes, volumes. Yeah, yeah, only those two volumes, and then I stopped. Oh, I yeah. so you don't even it, know it who was, Oberon yeah. Sexton is. No, and that, no, I don't that know. That whole that whole <gasps> period does show a very uh a very fallible human batman which yes. again i absolutely yes. love i've i've talked love about on the podcast too, yeah. several times before bat god is not yeah. my preferred i love stories like zero year i love stories that give us a batman that is flawed that can be beaten and is beaten regularly but always finds his way to uh to overcome it and adam i'm gonna let you know you and me are going to be on the same journey with uh-huh. this because I've never loved Grant Morrison's uh-huh. Batman. And we're going to see how that goes. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see if this changes. <laughs> you and me are going to be on this journey together. I love it, uh, y'all. It's super fun. It's, it is at times sexy, at times really oh. cool, at times Ooh, really energetic, okay. and will give you some Ooh. of the stuff that you've never seen in comics before. I, I liken Grant Morrison okay. to how I liken uh, Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker. 
where I, someone the other day asked oh, me why okay. I like Christopher Nolan stuff. And I said, okay, Christopher Nolan is going to give both you offensively British. Yeah, both, both offensively British. That was very funny. Uh, <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan will give you something. Uh, it will give you a movie, but we'll say, okay, but here's something that you've never really seen before done with this type of movie. We'll give you, Hey, here's a spy thing, but let's throw in some weird time travel stuff, but not exactly time travel. Let's throw in time yeah. travel property stuff, you know, it, and yeah. I think that's a big yeah. GMO thing. I think that Christopher Nolan and GMO would get along like thick as thieves. Swimmingly. We get along so well. Yeah. Uh, I just want Grant Morrison to write the next uh, Christopher Nolan, like weird script so bad, like yeah. so badly. I think it'd be so fun. Ooh, Ooh that'd be really cool. A, uh... That'd be really cool. Since this is a string fellow joined, we do have some PSs. Ooh. Uh, his first PS is, since we're on the topic of Batman, what are y'all's ideal versions of the Bat family? Here are mine. Batman, Bruce Wayne. Nightwing, Dick Grayson. Batgirl slash Oracle, Barbara Gordon. Red Hood, Jason Todd. Red Robin or Red X, Tim Drake. Robin, Damian Wayne. Spoiler, Stephanie Brown. Batgirl 2, Cassandra Kane, Batwoman, Kate Kane. I like most of these. My preferred, my ideal version of the Bat family. Give you guys a second to think about it. Batman, Dick Grayson. I don't give a fuck. Let it happen. Do it. Uh, Nightwing, cool. I think, could either be Tim Drake or it would be really interesting to have Duke in that role uh, to be. I think it would be really interesting. I know he's doing his thing as the signal right now. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he has an action figure now. Uh, um, <laughs> Oracle, obviously, Barbara Gordon, Red Jason Todd. Um, as Robin, I could also would love to have Duke Thomas. So if I had to choose, I'd make Duke Thomas Robin. I'd make, let's just say we'll make, uh, we'll make Tim Drake Nightwing. Let's make Damian Wayne, uh, Redbird or his own thing. Uh, spoilers to, uh, Batgirl would be, uh, oh, that's tough. Um, no, it's, it's gotta be Cassandra Kane. Cass is Bat Batgirl, uh, Batwoman, Kate Kane. Spoiler: Stephanie Brown. So that's my my ideal. And then Bruce is off doing his fucking thing. What do you guys think? I like that. I like that. Um, I'm gonna just stuff. I oh. want to. I. I want Tim Drake as Batman and I want Samantha, I want Samantha Brown as Robin. So that way we just have Will Stephanie and Grace Brown. as Batman and Robin for a good while. Will Stephanie, and Grace as Batman yeah. and Robin. <laughs> Nigga. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be so Dave, funny. I've never heard such a, I've never heard such a perfect pitch before. Jacob, that's incredible. Why would you say something so controversial yeah. yet so brave? <laughs> <laughs> it's so like for real, like him having that's the relationship incredible. with Bernard, and he's oh and he's working God. with his ex as as Batman, that's and hysterical. it's just so funny. Jesus, and it would Christ. be so good. That's this amazing. is why I Jesus. this is why I don't don't want to be Batman in charge of Batman because I just turn it into like a freaking like modern family sitcom. That's all I would turn it into. That is That's so funny. Like, 
That's such a funny idea. That's so good. <laughs> Holy shit. I think it'd be really fun just to have that. Oh, I, I, I that family totally is just, see. the rest of the family is same, but I like the idea of just like of Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown, like work. I need more Holy of that relationship, shit. especially now it's in like Tim Drake, uh, the Robin series, yeah. that, that particular relation. I wanted more of that. I just think it's kind of funny that they would just work That's with so each funny. other and like, by the way, how's Bernard going on? Oh, uh, well, you know, we're doing with things and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh wait, hold on. Like, the Joker's about to break through this bank and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's like things like that. I would think that would be oh really my God. modern. That <laughs> that's family. so fucking that funny of you. No, I could, I could absolutely see fucking Catwoman being like, "Well, if you did something wrong, then I am mad. But if you did nothing wrong, uh, then I'm mad. I am mad." Yeah. Like I, I could absolutely see. That. Jesus. All right, Malcolm, oh, your bad family. Um, my bad family. Uh. I think it's going to kind of resemble a lot of what's going on with the Bat Family right now uh, in continuity. Oh, nice. I think my biggest caveat would be Duke would be Robin. Uh-huh. Tim would be. I think the closest would be Red Robin. And Damien would not be Robin. He would be Red X. Like Damien would be Red that, X. Yeah. Um, I would also incorporate Ravager into the Bat family because everyone oh, forgets that, that Rose is, was primarily trained by Dick. Rose is like one of Dick's yeah. sidekicks. Very true. So I want Ravager yeah. to just straight up be in the Bat family. Lose the like lose the visual motif of uh, Deathstroke and give her like a Bat motif kind of thing or a Nightwing-esque motif. Um, very yeah. similar to the shit. I don't remember what the identity was called, but there was a story right before ident or right before Infinite Crisis where Nightwing was working with the mob. It was the story when he was training Ravager. Uh, give yeah, yeah, yeah. her like that costume. Um, yeah, but yeah. Put Ravager in. I, the I would absolutely. I would absolutely read a book with her, Cass, Steph, and fucking Harper. Yeah, Rowe and you know what you call that? Gotham City Sirens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was fucking cool. It. It. Yeah. yeah, it would. Yeah, it would rip And, and uh, Alicia Yo uh, as Batgirl as well. Yes, because fuck yeah, because fuck yeah, she rules. That was yeah. the coolest thing. W- one of the coolest things about Gotham Knights was all the emails from people around fuck! the universe and get it, getting the emails oh! from. So good, so good. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what I would want. I I always want Tim to be Robin, but I think that Duke has earned being Robin is the problem. If we're going to have two Robins, oh, you know what? You know what? Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. I'm riffing, I'm riffing. Uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Dick Grayson, Batman. Then you have... uh, Then you have Duke be Bruce's Robin and Tim be Dick's Robin. I was, I was thinking okay. about switching it right after I said it. I was like, yeah, Fuck, I, would switch it. Yeah. I would switch Maybe it. I would switch it. that. Yeah. Switch it. Yeah. Yeah. Switch that. Just yeah. to have Dick, Dick and, and Bruce Duke and Tim work awesome really together. well together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Bruce and Tim are always the best. Yeah. Like, shit. That's Bruce Tim. Fuck. That's fucked up. 
Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. I just realized that. Get it, wow. Bruce Timm? That's ah, fucked up. Ah, 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 ah. Well, anyway, it works so uh, well. Adam also gave a PSS where he wrote, my boyfriend Michael says hi, and I'm very excited for him to come down from England to spend a few weeks with me for my 29th hey, birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, oh. what's up? Happy uh, birthday. Happy and birthday. welcome, hey, Michael. Michael. What? Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Bat States. Club. Yeah. The Bat States. Uh, I really hope I haven't bat done States. a terrible Everything British accent to offend you. Oh, my God. You, pr- I you probably, probably have. have. We could start it off right now. Ready? Go. It's not as good. It's not as good as my <laughs> Irish, which I watched Banshees of Inisherin twice, so I think it's pretty good now. <laughs> That's <not good. laughs> That's so our our final our final email comes from uh, the best video machine, Matt. Whoa! Drapes. The drapes. Wow. Are we are we are we shutting the drapes right now? The drapes. The drapes. We're shutting the, the drapes. Up. Lock, lock the doors. Shut, shut the, the drapes. drapes. Hell yeah! It's straight man's time. Um, <laughs> he's gonna hate this. <laughs> you uh, have to leave it in because he's gonna he's hate that. Regret- I have to leave it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. We so can cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Matt writes in, "Hello, book clubbers. You've just started a read through." He's he sounds he sounds like the intro. To like a, you may have already won. Yeah, I was gonna say, what the hell? Or, or like a Bioshock yeah, this is the beginning game. of Bioshock. <laughs> You've just started a read through of some of my favorite comics ever. Uh, so I thought it was the perfect time to write in. Matt writes, Arkham Asylum is a fascinating example of a non-new reader-friendly comic being extremely popular in the mainstream due to it being published during the height of Batmania. But the obscure nature of the comic was really increased by Dave McKean, who was not Morrison's first choice. Instead, Morrison wanted Brian Ballin. Ballin's art would have been much more literal, and when you read Morrison's script, you can see a lot of details that weren't in McKean's interpretation. Holy shit, that's what I was thinking of. That would have been better. Still, Morrison... (laughs) Would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have been better. Um, uh, Still, Morrison wanted to directly reject the realism approach that was being adopted by most comics of the time. And this decision, heightened by McKean, is what makes Arkham so potent, even if it's a little too strange for its own good. Morrison has even said they interpret the comic as a nightmare experience by Batman one night. My questions to you are, and we'll do these one at a time. Would you have preferred someone like Bolland on art? For me, no. I think Ballin for me is so synonymous with Killing Joke when it comes to Batman stuff, and this is so synonymous with Dave McKean that I, I really, I would be interested to see what Ballin brought to the story, but I don't think it would have been better than anything that Dave McKean did. What do you guys think? Uh, it would have been see, better for funny me. Enough, I was trying to think of a different. Yeah, I I was thinking of a different artist that would work with this, and uh, I De- uh, Brian Ballin first popped in my mind of just because of Killing Joke and Watchmen mainly, mainly because of Watchmen mm. that this would kind of fit his route because he worked with, uh, yeah, I kind of compare Alan Moore and Grant Morrison kind of similar to each other in terms of their storytelling. There's similarities they between do. the two. I get and it. I thought, they hate and, that. and <laughs> I I, I, yeah. I know I don't like it. I Alan, really don't Alan like Moore it, hates yeah. Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, which, which I think it's really fun. Like, he is not, he is a not into Gmo. Similar. He's not a Gmo fan. 
Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, but but I really thought like they were so similar that wouldn't it be great if like they got the same artist to be in these two same books, both about Batman. I, I thought that would be kind of interesting. Uh, it wouldn't be better. I, I agree. It wouldn't be better because the way it's supposed to be a nightmare. This is way better. Dave, uh, Dave McKean is way better for this. Yeah, I I I would like it more just because I would be able to visually enjoy it more. Um, I don't love Brian Boland, yeah. but I do appreciate how clean Brian Boland's art is. Um, and I think oh, the yeah. only reason I don't enjoy Brian Boland is purely because of Killing Joke, um, because he's so synonymous fair. with that. So to give him something yeah. else yeah. that I would enjoy more, I think is an interesting thought experiment. So, Absolutely. Um, next question is, how do you feel about Batman being a mostly impotent lead in the story? This was That's this interesting. Is a really interesting question to me because he's yeah. it's kind of right. Batman doesn't no, achieve yeah. anything no. in this yeah. story. He, he goes shit. in, gets driven yeah. insane, basically, yeah. and leaves. Yeah. Um, it, it I think was, it's an interesting it's kind of approach because we don't often yeah. see with that. But at the same time, to Adam's point, this isn't Bat no. God Batman. This isn't the Batman no. that would become synonymous no, not with his work. Not at all. So I am I'm very interested in the idea of or I'm interested to see where Gimo went from here into their later interpretation yeah. of Batman. Cuz that is a is an interesting I think uh shift in perspective on it. What do you guys think? No, agreed. Same boat. Um yeah, yeah, this is this is not Bat God. This is specifically not Bat God, um, which I I like that, and I I don't think that Bat God would work for this story. This is a story that Batman totally. has to. It, it, this is a story that has to happen to Batman. Yes, hundred. Like that's the thing. This has to be something that this, is happening yeah. to him, not something that he can plan totally for. Or he yeah. can think of beforehand yeah. Yeah. it has to be an experience like you said this isn't yeah this isn't something he's yeah this isn't something he can solve this is just yeah. an experience there's, yeah. there's nothing uh, to solve nightmarish this is purely just yeah. thoughts and a yeah there really is the closest thing uh, is like so, figuring out why the, the 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 inmates escape but really like that's already solved by the story by it, the exactly by Dr. right Cavendish and exactly. Stuff like that like yeah. it's revealed to himself yeah and his last question is, and do you feel like Arkham deserves its place in the pantheon of highly regarded Bat comics? For me, yes and no. I think for, as as Jacob mentioned earlier, the place in history that it set for Arkham Asylum, fleshing out the background of it, it establishing the lore behind and you know i love my fucking lore i just dropped an entire yeah, episode on kang i can't wait to listen to that um, oh yeah, my baby. god that was two days of me anyway, oh my I'm god i can't wait i'm so um, excited i i uh, i loved it by the way <laughs> thank you One so much favorite I, I, by the way <laughs> Same here, but even I, by the end of that, was like, like I don't even fucking want to think about it. <laughs> it was yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, but I, <laughs> I love the lore. That That's one of the reasons why I love them. <laughs> I love the fact that it's been carried through every interpretation of Arkham since. And yeah. beyond that, though, I don't really think that it 
does stand the test even with stuff that i have very publicly talked about that i don't love like killing joke i i mean it's it's a story that's a very high concept that's a little too high concept for me as as somebody who is very uh I don't want to say surface level, but I, I'm not smart enough for this story, I think. <laughs> um, it is very much playing on intellectual, on a different intellectual level. Uh, again, the art, I think, is more iconic than the story itself, just because of how striking it is. And if you put the art from this up against literally every other Batman artist, this one stands out for sure, in the same way that other iconic batman stories stand out for their art but beyond that i don't know if i would call this like an all-timer what do you guys think i think it does i i think because there's such an interesting contrast to gmo's run on batman i think it does deserve to be in the higher echelon at least in like top 10 and again i don't like this story Mm. like i i don't like it but (laughs) I think it does have a place in the top 10 because it's so opposed to everything else. Batman, you know, it's, there's no other Batman story like that. And I think that's very brave. Um, So yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, I I think it does. What about you, Jacob? This story seems like a Stephen King short story and a collection of those short stories that he would write. You know, that this, that's what this story seems. It's like it would be a short story hmm. in a collection of Batman stories. And I think I like it because of the fact that I could totally take this book and go to a college psychology class 101 and like delve into like the the the, the themes and metaphors of this book in terms of like what what clay place represents what zeus represents like what is the the asylum supposed to be like that that's where this book is uh uh is does deserve to be uh uh a part of that world uh what what did you say like top tier list of batman books that everyone keeps mentioning like this is one of those books that are part of that list i can see that being a part of it because of that and the fact that psychologically this is a book that can you can uh, decipher and research just as much as going into it as um, the Watchmen. You know uh, that that's mm. there's a lot of layers to this. That's as much as that, and it's like not even as big and as thick as uh, Watchmen. You know, it's like le- again, less is more. Um, but um, for the simplicity of the story, I I kind of like okay, it's it's just Batman wandering in a very nightmarish world and. Um, and surviving but but at the same time you uh, you also learn lore and everything but yeah i i kind of agree with you eric in the sense in the sense of yes and no it it has it has its moments it has its For place sure. definitely uh malcolm malcolm uh matt wraps up his email uh by writing uh really looking forward to hearing your discussions in the set in the season p.s when you think about it, Morrison's bat run is really one big... One big what? Say it. Say it. I'll even do it as the Joker this time. Say it. You know you want to. One big circle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he said the secret word! 
Hey, hey, Matt, uh, your check is going to be in the mail. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. We I, got knew it. I knew you we set me up for this. Uh, he he, he signs off. Cyclically yours. Cyclically Matt yours. Hey. I'm honored. I'm honored that. that uh that the drapes <laughs> listens and pays attention and digs us. I, I'm I'm honored, man. Yeah. I've looked up yeah, that cat I, for a I, while. That's I awesome. I appreciate that. He's he's a he's a good, good dude. dude. Very good dude. Hates comic books, notably. Hates comics. Uh, very good dude for listening in <laughs> listening in on this. So that, that's that's an even bigger endorsement that's than true. I could ask for. But yeah, I'm very excited to see where we go from this. Thanks to everyone who wrote in. Again, if you want to be part of the fun, write your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com and put back club mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here on the show. Next week, we are kicking things off in earnest with the first chapter of the Batman saga by Grant Morrison. Specifically, we're going to be tackling part one of Batman and Son. This is going to be issue six. Are you sure? Because I thought we were going to get into gothic finally. Stop. (laughs) After all these requests. (laughs) No, we can never never do gothic now. We can can now now never never do gothic. We can never, we can I never think do gothic funny. once. Okay. <laughs> and I just, Ugh. I just, I just think that's hilarious. Now yeah. that was the only, like I this, favored this it on Amazon. I, get. I was like, maybe I should just order it. No, we can never do it. <laughs> this is what I get for setting up a schedule ahead of time for working out a schedule for us. Hey, this is what I get. Hey, I'm now hey, gonna miss hey, out. you did great, babe. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. So again, so next week, February tenth. Yeah. Batman and Son Part 1. This is going to be issues of Batman 655 through 658. And the synopsis goes like this. Batman receives the shock of his life when he discovers that he has a son, Damian Wayne. Trained by the League of Assassins, this offspring of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul isn't just the deadliest 10-year-old in the world. He's also intensely focused on being Batman's new sidekick, no matter which Robin stands in his way. So yeah, that's going to be next week. What? I didn't know. I didn't know that's where it starts. I thought that was before that. I thought that all happened before this. No, no, this is where it starts. It's it's like Gmo came out swinging with introducing David Wade right away. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I thought it was before. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. I really don't know this series at all. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They are. I didn't know They are the creator of Damien Wade. So I'm very excited. This is going to be great. Again, next Friday, uh, Batman and Son Part 1, issues 655 through 658. Be there or be square. Same bat time. Same bat. With some gorgeous but Adam Kubert art, baby. With some gorgeous Adam Kubert art. Or um, Andy. It's Adam, Andy. My bad. One of the Kuberts. It's one sure. of the Kuberts. We'll, we'll, we'll nail it down next week. Who? We'll find out. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, then that who? is for next week. For now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I have been Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. And I'm way cooler than James Bond. By the way, it was Jeremiah Arkham back in like Nightfall, and now it became Amadeus Arkham. Bang a gong. I think it's back to being Jeremiah too. 
Oh, well, great. All I know that is that uh, Jeremiah was an Arkham. Jeremiah was an Arkham! Bam, bam, bam! Sent that picture. Yeah, it's like oh, that had like all the really weird characters, yeah. like the cubes and yeah. shit. And I was like, "Oh, he's so close. He's almost there." <laughs> I actually thought that's no, what you Peter wanted Palmer. me to see. Oh yeah, that was some bullshit. No, it's the Peter Palmer, the deepest cut of all time. Oh my god, <laughs> I hated it. Logo on the back. 
so yeah. good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, he's, and he's it's, pure Ditko. It's he's so, so funny. Straight it's up so funny. Beer. And I was like, oh my God, I hate this. I'm not reading anymore. I'm done. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. I love it. It's so good. Because they were talking about his his secret identity, and he's like, whoa, easy there. Don't want to bust a lip or something. And it's some 60s catchphrase, and I'm like, oh, God, with the deep cut. He's the most jive motherfucker in the room. It's so funny. That is the most – that is the character who I would associate the most with, like, being voiced by John Mulaney of all people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a Mulaney motherfucker. Like, whoa, hey. I don't go around telling people your identity. Your identity. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely it. It's so funny. That's Peter Baller. Oh, my God. Jesus. I will say that I really love Uh, that guy's such an asshole. Guys, such I'm an ass. So I'm a so Don't you know me? <laughs> no, not John Mulaney. Oh. Not John Mulaney. Uh, Peter Palmer is such an asshole. Yeah, he is. Peter Palmer. He's such an asshole. He's very oh specifically like a Ditko creation. He is a oh, Ditko God. asshole. So it's so good. Oh, it's geez. so good. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's I'm so new in town. That's real fun. 